Blog Talk Radio. Back in the Cudio Live, World Cup fever running rampant. Straight in front of me, my boy Justin sporting that USA jersey. What's up, kid? What's up, everybody? How's it going? Welcome back to the tailgate. Absolutely. And to my right, a special guest star appearance. Your Lockhart Leap number one choice. Your favorite Englishman, Mark Anderson. What's up, kid? What's up, boys? How's everything going? Good. I know you're a little depressed yeah. today, but we're going to work you yeah, through we'll that, right? That. Yeah, we'll talk about that. All right, well, all right. Now that he's an actual host, maybe we can get him to talk into the microphone. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> I got us. You got to be excited to talk today. We're nah. going to be leaning on you. I'm disappointed. Man. I know. It, it, it's shit. Give me half an hour. All right. <laughs> we'll check back with you. <laughs> half an hour. What's up? And Derek's on here. What's up, Derek? How you doing, buddy? Good, guys. What's up, everybody? Good to be back. Good to be back after the uh, the exciting uh, Mickey Burns extravaganza over there. Absolutely. There wasn't that many people there. I thought there was a bad showing. <laughs> it, it, I mean, it, it looked as close to China as possible, right? I mean, there yeah, it was, was a, 30 billion it was packed like, into a It was like a subway room. in Hong Kong. Without bicycles. There was no bikes. But, yeah, yeah it, was, it was pretty good. And uh, one of the videos that was posted the other uh, yesterday, I was thinking it was inside to start out with and then that's the one I found myself like in the first like four yeah. seconds but I was like oh that was that guy filming it outside and it was shoulder to shoulder outside I mean yeah. it was a great crowd that was obviously right at the end of the game for the last goal for the US but it's um, Mickey Burns was great and I really wanted to run right up that runway into the into the actual bar and just <laughs> into the mosh pit right, yeah, just that I could see through the door crowd, crowd surf through there but I had like three beers left in my bucket and I didn't want to forego that because I knew they'd go walking away, I'm sure. That would have been cool, man. Imagine if you got that idea to crowd surf. Hey, dude, get me to the bathroom. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Pass you to the bathroom like they do to the front of the, you know, the, front yeah. of the concert. That'd yeah. be a great idea. Yeah, pass me up to the bar or, you know, <laughs> while you pass by the bar. Hey, give me yeah. a beer. All right. No, I'll get it on the way back. I yeah. got to piss first. Here's my card. <laughs> that would have been just phenomenal. But yeah, it was, it was a I mean, a crazy showing there. That was unbelievable. Crazy. And, and the beers were flying. They, I think every person that had a beer in their hand was just spraying it. And I saw somebody comment today that, they, that they, they were trying to douse the roof of the bar. They were trying to hit the roof with oh, beer. Well doused. They got yeah. it. Yeah. For sure. Because I went in after, and it was, like, yeah. it was like a, a thawed-out uh, ice skating rink yeah. Yeah. was what that place was like. Yeah. And you, you, as you walked, you go... Yeah, yeah. You, you were splashing. I mean, it was it a film of uh, drinks and ice water, whatever, was all over that floor. I mean, it was it was a mess. That place was an absolute yeah. mess. I I was disappointed that we didn't really get a good spot inside at the beginning of the game, but by the end of the game, I was you know I'm glad we we hung out outside because yeah. that was crazy in there. I mean, absolutely I, nuts. After after halftime, when I went, I had went outside and then I was I was like, yeah, you know what, I'm gonna try and go back in. I tried to get back in, and I couldn't get back in. I was like, you know, and I was like, all right, whatever. So I came back outside, and then I kind of thought to myself, I'm like, God, you puss. You can totally get back in there. Just go back in there. 
I turned my ass around, went back in there. I, I started prying through people. I gave up. I was like, screw this. I'm going back outside. And I, I wound up with, outside yeah. with you guys the rest of the time, too. But I did want to get back in there. But it was, I mean, I've never seen anything that like that ever, ever. Out at a bar, and it was that crowded. Nowhere. That it was, you know, you're in that, that's a, those are small confines in that place. Yeah. I mean, it's tight. You know what else was my highlight that uh, non-game related was at halftime we walked down to the uh, the arts park and got food trucks. <laughs> yes. Because uh, it was Monday night and the food trucks were down there, so there was. And your boys were there? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, my, well, my buddy Harold was there, you know, with us, but. I'm talking about BC Taco. Oh, yeah, shh, I didn't even go see him. Me, oh, me and Zach, yeah, okay. Zach and he wasn't, Brett wasn't there, though. So. Oh, good. I'm <laughs> glad I didn't waste my trip. But no, I, you know, I got some uh, a crabby melt from his cheesiest. So, uh, but yeah, it was good. And then a and then a better line to the bathrooms because it was an open bathroom. And ooh man, but uh, but yeah, you're great. Very exciting. Glad I went. Yeah, that was glad I made it up to that. It was crazy. I never seen anything like that before. So Sunday should be sick. So we how, do the, about how do the bars get over there in England? Do they pack. Yeah, they get they get uh, packed like that everywhere. Yeah. I wonder how many of them fans there were. Like soccer will just come out of the woodwork, right? <laughs> yeah. No, we sure. we t- we talked about that, yeah, and, sure. and and I'm sitting there listening to the uh, armchair quarterbacks, pretty much. Yeah. Uh, you know, when they're like, shoot, shoot the ball, <laughs> God, man, they need to push it, they need to push it forward. And I'm like, dude, they're that's not the formation yeah, why, they're running yeah, right now. I never want to. I would never watch a game in a bar in America. Oh. Uh, uh, but they, it was still fun though. Yeah, but, no, but, but yeah, it, listen. I would never watch of, an England game in a bar. I'd just get frustrated, you know. Yeah. But just listening to these fucking people, it was like, you know, I, I'd say probably 70% of the people out there, or yeah. 60% maybe, had no clue. Well, listen, have you, have you ever gone to the Mickey Burns when the World Cup wasn't on? Well, yeah. That's what it would yeah. be like. Yeah, it was just, yeah, it was, those people were the only ones that knew. Yeah. It's a yeah. different crowd on a Tuesday night for a qualifier against Jamaica. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> during, during a heat game. Exactly. Yeah. The, but but I mean, you know they were all excited and they were all having fun so whatever. Yeah, that's good. But that's uh, good. And, and maybe that's you know that's maybe right. the creation of a big soccer fan. Yeah, and you so. know what? Maybe that's that's the thing that turns them on to the game. Yeah, and yeah. Maybe they come out to our games too. You know. Yeah. So. But it, it was it was really annoying listening to some of the um, the banter that they were having back and forth. Going, yeah. you don't have a clue what they're talking about or you, what you're talking about, dude. And uh, you know, oh, so, so it's funny about that today because uh, Richie Goose there from Goose and Rake there loves sports talk. It's always on in his car, and I use his car at work, you know, to run the run oh, deliveries and you know, stuff nice. like that. Yeah, well, because I have a tank. So I said, uh, I get in there, I get in there either today or yesterday, whatever day, yesterday, and they're you know the guys on sports talk are attempting to have World Cup talk. I was like, oh, my God. I'm like, dude, no. I, I like, listen, shut the mics off. You're, you're getting out, you know, you're getting out, you know, you're getting beat by the tailgate show yeah. right now. Why don't you guys go talk about Fashion Week in New York or something? Yeah, no. You probably know just as much. It was so yeah. bad. I turned it off. I couldn't listen. Yeah. I, was, I found myself yelling at the thing, and I, don't, I, you know, I know what I know. Yeah. And the fact that I found somebody stupider... I had I was yelling at the radio. You wouldn't have yelled at Neil Rogers like that. No, no, because Neil would have never attempted it. No, it, was, it was, he would have said, "Hey, there's a kickball, there's a kickball tournament yeah. going on somewhere in the world right exactly. now, and that's all I know." Yeah. Um, but but uh, yeah, <laughs> sorry, you're taking a drink and I'm having a brain fart. Sorry, so that's no. Uh, but you got you got the win. Yes, you got a big win. How does it feel? Cause 
I don't know that feel. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, but you're going to be joining England soon. You'll be. You'll be oh, so. playing golf with yeah. England. Think, England and US will be hanging out. In don't you think we, if we tie one of the next two matches, we should we should go with four? Yeah, but then Portugal have still have uh, Ghana to play too. Yeah. So you might end up on the same points. Depends on goals. But right. I don't yeah. think you'll be Portugal and Germany, unless unless you play. Who do you play next? Portugal, Portugal, Sunday. Yeah, so Germany might already qualify, but, and they right. rest, rest some people. Portugal right. but they still got killed by Germany, though, so they yeah. were five plus gold. Yeah, but they were, they were they were down. Ooh, they were down. Point. They were down to ten men. You know, right down to ten men, and, and they lost. They lost. It happens. You know, you know, the Netherlands on five. Five one better than Spain, not that good, of, not that much better than Spain. Just in case you, know, you want, just in case you do want to come to Mickey Burns with me, can you speak English? You know, not your Latin. I mean, your London stuff. Can you say white, like talk like a white American guy? English? Whatever, do that. Like what? Can you American can you English? Talk like me. Can no, you you no, can't do that. My no, accent. No, you can't even <laughs> no. fake it. Hey, hey, dude, it's okay because a guy from Ghana, a guy wearing a Ghana jersey, was in the middle of that. One guy. Really. Yeah, and besides the Ghana jersey, he still stuck out, if you know what I mean. Yeah. Okay, so I shook his hand right after the national anthem, and I said, bro, you're brave as shit, man, because these idiots that don't know anything are going to start, like, throwing shit at you right now just because that he's the enemy. Yeah. But, yeah. Uh, but it, the guy stuck around for the whole, almost the whole game, I think. He was, yeah, but I that's, that's how it is in America. He's a good dude. There's never any trouble between fancy and America, really. No. Not Whoa. like England. American football is horrible. Someone, if someone was talking, yeah, but I mean, it's not, you still, you sit amongst each other in the crowd. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, well, that makes it worse. Oh, here you go. You got, here's, here's, so oh, never mind, I'm sorry. He he's wearing, he's uh, wearing a visiting jersey because he's American now. Oh. oh, and then he brings some South African trumpet with him. But, yeah, yeah. That's so, Featherstone, by the way. Oh, we, we gotta, we gotta play, we gotta play Featherstone and I'm looking for it. Oh, it's under Mark. There you go, Mark. You're in, you got your intro played. But um, I can't believe you can't even fake American. That's so no. weird. So, Nurse was funny as hell in the one where he it was impersonating Landon Donovan. That was hilarious. He did his American accent. That was oh, funny. I did? <laughs> no, he said, uh, well, who'd you say did? Nurse, Nurse did? Yeah. Nurse did it. Yeah, yeah Nurse. Well, you're we talking about Portugal or, or a second ago. Um, yeah. What about the rumors that Cristiano's not going to play? Or was that you think that's a fake rumor? I think I don't know. Ken's like, nodding his head yes that that's a fake rumor. Yeah, because the, well it says on ESPN right yeah, now he's that the be goalie fit, yeah. said that he's 100% fit and he's oh, Okay. Yeah, he'd probably have to have no ankles to not play. I mean, I, he, him going out there and running around with a bum knee is probably still better than half of the people running around in the World Cup. Like so. that dude on Uruguay today got knee right in the head and knocked out cold and was like no no, no I'm okay the doctor's yeah. like dude don't play and they're like no I'm gonna go ahead and play and he played the rest of the game I'm so. gonna go ahead and do this <laughs> yeah. yeah but it's gonna be tough for the US but you know you never know it could get a draw yeah first yeah either one you like you, said, yeah, you win your first game and you got a good, great chance yeah well I mean like it's, like you said I mean if but I, if we I, have a yeah. chance of tying Portugal and if, if Germany already is done and in if we and, and we talked to uh, two weeks ago, you guys talked to when I wasn't here, uh, a resident expert, uh, Neil, and he was he was saying that Ghana was going to be our hardest game, uh, as far as the first two. Not not we're just going to forget Germany because we're sold hardest to the fact. Of, what out of Portugal? Portugal and Ghana because you of Ghana. You said he's an expert. Because of Ghana's <laughs> speed. Because of Ghana's speed. Yeah, but all these African teams, not the African teams are you know lack like a lot of discipline. 
Mm. You know, you see that they get counterattacked. Or you can go outside. They defend. They defend like you know. They uh, you saw that with today. You know, the guy was the last one, last defender. He lost the ball, and they they got counted on, and that you know it was two nil, and that was game over. But was that Cameron? Cameron or Ivory Coast? Ivory Coast this afternoon, yeah, against okay. Colombia. But uh, no, no, Portugal's but Portugal's better than Ghana. You know? right. But obviously Germany, like I said, you get a, you can get a point against. Even if you don't get anything against Portugal and Germany have already qualified, you can maybe get a point against Germany and you go through with four points. Or you beat Germany. But they're both, you know... Germany lets us score four goals and then we score four goals. Germany and Portugal are totally different than Ghana. Yeah. Total different ball game. Yeah, completely different ball game. They're better. They're ranked higher. (laughs) Yeah, I wouldn't go off them rankings though. Yeah. But, uh, you know, I'm going to trust... I'm going to trust that uh, Klinsman's got his head on and that he's and you got he's some you got some injuries up. too sure yeah outdoor and dempsey dempsey's having a tough time breathing he's wearing the lebron james mask no maybe. he's not no, no, I no, said no he, i'm kidding no he said he wasn't yeah, i'm just he said creating it, shit where they're gonna play i guess it's humid yeah and that affects your breathing even more wearing a mask so i guess oh well yeah, yeah i don't said it would steam up he's not gonna wear it dempsey played with two cotton balls shoved in his nose for the rest of the game i think <laughs> you know I, I think he'll be all right yeah they said he said that uh he was he he was he couldn't breathe out of either one yesterday, but as of today, he could breathe out of the one. We stick straws up there or something like that. You know, just the McDonald's yeah. ones. They're nice and I'll wide. I'll be a, a, a miss, but you know, I think people are people are uh, you know overplaying, and I think like you you Klinsman, he's played. He's a good manager. He's played in the best teams in the world. He knows that you know to be it when you're a good team, you've got to have options. He, he didn't just he didn't think before the World Cup. He knew something might happen out the door. He's not stupid. Yeah. Know? He's got other he's got other options and he knows another style he can play. So they didn't just give up and turn into a defensive team no. uh, after Alfredo exactly, went down. Yeah. You know, so uh, I never saw the game, but you know, I know that in the you know with just one injury, it's not the end of the world. Mm-hmm. You hear on the Taylor Twelman saying it's like that. It's like the end of the world because Alfredo was injured. I don't think so. I think you know they'll, they'll change it up and put someone else in there. Maybe play Dempsey up front by himself. He's done it before. Put another midfielder in. And it'll give uh, it'll give uh, our um, our our what Norwegian Icelandic yeah, yeah Aaron yeah Johansson a uh, you know maybe give him a look like I'm saying you don't have to win the game you just don't you just can't lose it right so a draw fair enough if you have to defend you're playing against Portugal at the end of the day you probably are going to defend a lot you know so no it's going to be tough I mean listen they they, they weren't expected to uh, to do very well so. In the position we're in, you know, I think it's – if you ask anybody, if you, you already had three points, you would feel really in a, you know, you in a great spot. Sure. Right, exactly. Yeah, yeah. the first game, yeah, where you get three points, I think the, the, the percentage of qualifying to the next round is really high. Right, so after you yeah. won your first one. You're in a good spot right now. So they got a, they got a you know – what, a, tough road. what other kind of what other kind of surprises have we seen? Spain. Uh, that, that are Spain. That are, <laughs> England. Mark's eyes open wide with Spain. Yeah. That's England, England can still qualify, though. There's still a chance. Yeah, they're not dead. They're, they're not, not dead, but it's going to be tough. We need Italy to win out. And yes. We need Italy to win both games. We need to beat Costa Rica probably by, like, 3-0. Then we, we would go through. Then, and Costa Rica beat Uruguay. That's what I mean, yeah. They, uh, I think that was a, a in our Uruguay first. I think that was first first game. Jitters. Yeah, just you know, a lucky... Yeah. Uh, Figuring yeah. that it's oh it's a Concacaf team we're just gonna breeze right yeah. through them yeah uh, you know and then Costa Rica came out and put it down 
But like I said, you know, Italy win the first two games and then they play the last game and we need them to win and they rest players. They've already qualified. But Italy's going to try and win the group because I guess they don't want to play Colombia in the next round. No, it probably wouldn't be a good idea. So hopefully they win out and give us a chance. That'd be great. No, but we shouldn't even be, we shouldn't need that. You know, we should be qualifying and at least getting one win out of the first two games. But you know, disappointing. It was disappointing because you know I didn't think we played. I didn't think we played that bad. No, 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 no that's not for me. No. But as a Man U fan, I, I was, I was, I was upset that Rooney didn't do better. He had two really. I mean, he could have had a hat trick. Yeah, he scored. He, he could scored. have had a hat trick. I thought Rooney was the, Rooney's been getting a lot, of, a lot of. Uh, a lot of hustle, but today I shit. thought he was a lot of shit. Well, yeah, I'm not shit. giving him pass. No, 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 no. Well, I, I know, felt but bad for him. He should have scored a hat trick. What he scored? Right. He did his job and he created stuff and he was the best player. But I him. wanted more for him as a fan yeah. of Manu. You know what I'm saying? I, those weren't just opportunities. Those three were in. I mean, that header was off the pole. Yeah. The uh, point blank one. Point blank saved. one that he, yeah, that he saved, and then he, he scored one. He could have easily had a hat trick today. I felt bad for him. Thought he should have. Thought he yeah, but, uh, poor, defending, poor defending cost us in the World Cup. You're playing against the best players in the world, and sure, you make a mistake, you're going to get punished. And uh, that's what happened to England. So, I would have loved to see him had a better day. I mean, that was he got his first one ever today. He could have his his first day with a hat trick. That would have been beast. So Germany's Germany's playing where they're supposed to be, pretty much. Colombia. Uh, Colombia's playing where they're Doing expected. Well, yeah. Even um, without Falcao, too. Netherlands are doing well. Look, France. Netherlands look good. France. Yeah, France has won comfortably the first game. They they not played a second one yet? Are they no, playing no. a second one tomorrow? They played, yet. they played Honduras. And they played. Yeah, I mean, they took care of Honduras. Okay. The team that I thought that I thought was actually not that bad, who I thought played well, was Australia. Yeah, they, they, look, they look pretty good, yeah. They look really good. I thought that they they put up a good fight against. Nobody Boston. expected them to not get killed no. by uh, Tim Cahill. <laughs> Tim Cahill scored an absolute screamer. Yeah, Timmy. They're great for the overs. They score a lot of goals, and they well they score goals, and then they let up a lot. Of yeah. Goals. But you know, they're yep. not known for soccer. No. South Korea and Russia had a little, just a little mediocre match. Yeah, it was yesterday it was a poor game. I watched that. Yeah, it was, yeah. It was boring. The worst one was uh, Iran. Nigeria. And I ran, I ran so Iran and Nigeria. Nigeria, though, I mean, you know, African Cup of Nations, you know, you would, I mean, I, like, but, you know, you yeah. didn't give much salt to uh, African teams anyways, but. Yeah, Germany, they'll get to the semis of the final for sure. They always do. How, always many, how many brackets got busted with Spain going down? Oh, oh. well, that's what they, uh, they will, uh, will give. A drop to our strikers. They said Soccer Tom's the only one that's yeah. made it through so far with uh, with a Spain pick. Yeah, he picked Spain not making it out of the group. Yeah, so, you know, he's the only one still alive, I guess, so. Um, well, I, no, the, the, being in the pool myself, the it, you get a point for every game you pick right, and every uh, you pick the two that get out of the group, so he got those two points for picking the two teams. That got uh, out of the group. Okay. Oh, okay. So and then at the end of the whole group stage, you know, whoever has most points wins. See, my... Uh, Busy, my busy self missed out on picking. I didn't. I didn't. I was on vacation. I got Japan in this one. It looks like it's still nil nil, even though they're up a man. Hapong. Yeah, well, I got. A, I'm almost knocked out on one side of my bracket because I have England playing the U.S. in the finals and the U.S. winning. So yeah. I'm almost knocked out on one side. Yeah, so I'm, I'm rooting for Italy now, big time, because I need Sparky's uh, team to come back here, so my bracket stay alive. Yeah, I, don't, I, don't, I can't see it happening. I can't see England going through. The, uh, you know, you lose the first two games. 
I don't think anyone's ever gone through. After, I don't know. I would like to. I would like to know if someone's ever gone through after losing the first two games. That'd be tough. Yeah. Don't look at me like I'm sad boy. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, not, I'm not like on uh, ESPN where like, okay, just go. Yeah. <laughs> we just pull that up real quick. Yeah, I'm tough with that, but I could probably Google it. But I'm lazy too. So. Yeah. No, I got to? nothing. I'm just. I'm flipping between. Blank. I'm flipping between the Twitter page. All right. No, I'm seeing. I'm seeing Pedro Heiser. Pedro Heiser just posted that uh, Kaká just signed a deal with um, Orlando City. Oh. It's, uh, uh, the deal's done. Oh, really? Yeah. And he's going to play uh, for them when they play Sao Paulo in Orlando in a friendly. Wow. That's tomorrow night, I think. He's ready to go. Damn. That's pretty beast. Well, that is. Yeah. Must have signed. Really? Oh, I'm sorry. The deal will happen. He won't play. Yeah, there you go. Okay. Never mind. I skipped over to the parentheses because I figured parentheses have the most important information. So what's our what's our AO's future plans here now? Probably about Sunday, right? Yeah, Sunday, a uh, full day, and this day's a weekend, so it's going to be probably even crazier than than Monday was. So definitely get there early if you want to have a chance of getting inside. Mickey Burns opens at eleven. Good spot. Yep, they'll open up for the first game, so it'll be a full day. You know, lots going on, and it should be crazy. It's going to be awesome. You know, and then you got this. This is an even bigger game. Portugal, Cristiano Ronaldo. Gonna be crazy. We're giving away a poster, second in the series of posters. So get there early. There's only 20. So how'd you get? Oh, you bastard! Cudio has a set. Nice. But uh, yeah, and and Fleischer was telling me that uh, I guess by halftime they were sold out of Budweiser at at Mickey Burns. So wow. hopefully they've gotten a restock. Yeah. Uh, I'll assume that you know they've they've learned. But uh, you know. Mark, the owner of Mickey Burns, he was running around crazy. He was he was doing work. Yeah, he was and, and they had, I think they had all hands on deck for that. And even you could see every time one of those waitresses had to like squeeze through I, everybody to get out the door, they were like, "Oh God, they, they need this to, is the worst." To be honest, I mean, I know Kenny was using a table, but they need to just get those tables out of there and just let people stand and hold their damn beers mm-hmm. because those tables are in the way. Then they got waitresses passing through there. There's not as much room as it is. Those tables need to be in back. <laughs> Public space. <laughs> I remember one of the guys, like, they were talking to each other, and it sounded like yeah, they sell buckets, right? And they went down the street to some other place to see if they could borrow some buckets. It was, yeah. it was crazy. Because there were bars that were closed or whatever, restaurants there that was, were closed. There's no way they could have expected that. I mean, it was, that was ridiculous. They, yeah, they should have. They were at least semi-prepared know. for it yeah. on the housing factor on having a giant jumbo, or, right. you know, a big jumbotron, you know. A hundred-inch jumbotron, you know, on the back of a truck, and then they had that exterior bar um, that was able to fit probably as many people around it as they can on their normal bar. So, uh, so I mean, they they were doing good there. Plus, that one was cash only. So, right. But I mean, there was really nothing else you can do in that small of an area. If you have yeah. that many people in that small of an area, it just it doesn't. Work. Yeah, what they? I didn't even go to the back parking lot. What was going on? Nobody can hear that. Oh, okay. So Ken's saying they should have had a beer tent. Um, I, but I'm also a good repeater. Uh, Ken is saying they should have a beer tent out back, too, to sort of spread the crowd and let them go back and forth. They just don't have enough uh, enough peepee spots yeah, it's a, for that not kind ideal of for that many. I'm sure they were way over code on capacity. Yeah, to build it. yeah. <laughs> like yeah. I, noticed, I noticed one cop, like, at the end, <laughs> at the end of it, you know. I know I wasn't looking for him, but... Insane. But, uh... But it was pretty cool, and it's and it's just it's a fun environment for an American, you know, yeah. maybe uh, you know, or an American to at least see, and and maybe we can pick up some some people. But uh, but big props to our buddy Paboni, uh, you know, and then maybe a little help from his brother Mitch. But yep. Paboni running that 
American Outlaws Absolutely right. chapter right yeah. there and, and, you know, getting it done, you know, not just sitting back and letting things happen and, and you know, he's working hard out there. And uh, He made sure he told me that he appreciated uh, him coming on and promoting uh, yeah. over all these times. Scarves just came up. Uh, people, A lot of people were asking about Scarves for the uh, Outlaws chapter, and so uh, the Scarves are up on the Outlaws page on Facebook for $20 to the AO Fort Lauderdale at Gmail account. And then 25 if you want it shipped. So um, you know, but they they still need to get them covered because it's a pre-order, you know, because nobody really mm-hmm. wants to have to front the money for that kind of business. Yeah, so, yeah, but I think it's already up. Needed 20, and it's only like 12 or 13 that we need now okay. to get to get them ordered. So I, I got yet. one. Who did the design for that? Okay. Oh, Derek, good job. <laughs> good job. Is that your first guess, or <laughs> you had other guesses? Yeah, but I didn't want to assume and then have Derek go. No, I didn't do that. <laughs> so uh, is it? Yeah. Um, so what is it, a PayPal thing? Is yeah, it's just you just PayPal it to that address Paponi has set up. And oh, I'm sorry, I didn't see PayPal. <laughs> yeah, 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 uh, PayPal to that, what it was, AO4Lauderdale at gmail.com, 20, and then he'll ship it to you if you do 25. So right. you can get them hand-delivered because they won't be here by the end of the World Cup, probably, unless we make some sort of fantastic yeah. run to the final. Um, so and, it'll probably and be go next... into extra, extra time and right. penalty so kick. If you want, uh, you know, they'll be hand-delivered, but it'll be at the next USA game at Mickey's whenever that is. After the World Cup, so if you want it delivered, it's twenty five. So you can cool. Get we got it, a, you know. we got we got some big years, big years coming up too with uh, Copa and 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 Gold and Cup. also too. Um, you know, I'm sure you'll have them at the Strikers games for sure. If for people that go to the Strikers games, oh, sure which does. you all should go to Strikers games if you're watching the USA, you'll be able yeah. to pick it up at the, pick it up at any of the Strikers games. So we did some good recruiting. Uh, yeah, okay. yeah. Because I'll tell you what, the, uh, there was a table and and the. the the posters, you know, got broken out. The schedule posters got broken out. Okay. So we were handing out some rolled, and uh, one was sitting on the table, and I'm sitting there, and I just hear some girl. I kind of glance back, and I hear her go, open up and go, fuck the strikers. And I was like, but that was also probably one of those stupid people that yeah. were saying shoot the ball and stuff. Yeah. So I, I kind of turned around, and Chris was there too, and I, we were just kind of doing this nonverbal brain reading. We both kind of turned around, and we're like, no, it's actually really cool to go to a game. Like, yeah. You really don't know if you're saying that because there's no reason to say it, you know. And they're like, she was like, oh, uh, oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and the dude she was with was kind of like, you know, like, oh, yeah. And so we talked to him, and they were not just appeasing us, saying like, oh, okay. They, they, they got one guy said, oh, I've done some work for them before, like as a, a vendor out in front okay, and stuff. Yeah, He's yeah. like, but then they just kind of dropped me off and didn't say anything else to me and forgot about. It. And I go, don't. We're not talking corporate side of the house, bro. We're talking this right yeah, here just in the fun. parking lot tailgating and then moving that into the stadium. Yeah. So uh, is that is that a goal? No. No. Um, you know, so – and they were like, oh, okay, all right. I was like, dude, we're not selling the team corporately. Like, yeah. we're telling you to come and watch watch some, some fun. Just come and have know. a good time with us. That's basically it. Yeah, so – so yeah, so and and we were talking to some other people and stuff like that, you know. And then there was actually striker jerseys out there in the, uh, you know, hanging out uh, yeah, besides besides Skorka. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, we saw a couple, so that's always good yeah, to see. Good, yeah, yeah, it's good to see it. If you, if you don't have a USA kit and you're coming out there, wear a striker kit, right? What's better than yeah, that? Club and country, man. Exactly. We t- we told that guy from Channel Ten. I must have rammed that down his throat like thirty times. Club and country. Don't just talk about them. Talk about the strikers too. He's like, all right, all right, man. Just, you know, move, move away from me now. Yeah. I, you know, I've heard enough of you. Yeah. And I drilled them. 
We we weren't giving we weren't letting those uh, news guys off because there's no. a lot of news guys out there trying to be opportunists and catch uh, catch some good B-roll for for a newscast yep. and, and we were definitely trying to hound all over that thing. I was just trying to get a, you know just mention us too. Yeah. Say listen, you know a lot of soccer fans from the you know U.S. team are also you know fans of the Strikers. You know say something good of that. You know cause well we were there were so many of us there. Uh, you know, our, our striker family, there was a shitload of us there. Yeah, well, we're talking about it. Um, Mark, what do, you, what do you have on this uh, segment that Local 10 has been doing on the field? I mean, I've seen some yeah, pictures. Yeah, I don't know what that's about. Uh, Honestly, I have no idea. I saw a few pictures and spoke uh, some of the boys said they were doing some kind of interview. I don't know. If oh, was... Mark Anderson wasn't invited? No, 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 no. Oh, okay. Well, they weren't paying for this one. Too so, pricey, uh, too pricey. Yeah, my... Uh, my demands were too high. His agent yeah. said, "His agent said, uh, show me the money.' Yeah, that's right. But uh, well, it, it looks something similar to what they did for Miami yeah, FC no, no, during last yeah, World Cup. We did a, uh, yeah, we did. Some of us did a commercial a few weeks ago for Univision. Oh yeah, I guess it's going to be a big commercial. Is that going to air? It's going to air during the World Cup, I think, for oh. like, and after the World Cup too, for like three or four weeks. We're going to have to post that. We're going to have to catch a so iPhone video yeah, of that. It's going to be, uh, it's going to be good, I think. So. We'll have to catch it on YouTube. I, don't, I rarely watch 23. Yeah, but I'm sure somebody will tweet it out like, oh, hey, it was shown, and then maybe we can kind of like, yeah, you know, they're, or they're DVR. Gonna like a, they're going to send everyone a clip, I think, who was in it, so, you know. Yeah, sure and then we can DVR it sure and then pass just pass it on, yeah. put your phone up right. and kind of, you know, picture in picture. Yeah. But, uh, but no, but like I was I was saying for, in 2010, during the World Cup, that's there was Miami FC guys oh, okay. out there with yeah. the local news station oh. kicking the ball around, talking about it and stuff. So they were doing some some actual TV stuff, you know. Uh, and that was a bit of good exposure yeah. for Miami FC at the time. So, um, well, the, you know, I mean, hopefully we're going to get it. You got your target audience there. I mean, they come out of the woodwork. You see what what came out of Mickey Burns. <sighs> right? You know what I'm saying? Where did these people come from? Exactly. I mean, but, but don't you think that's where the strikers need to be right there? Yes. I mean, that, yes. that's a golden spot. That's Hollywood, Florida. That's dedicated people down there. It's not. I mean, yeah, no, they but I think it's like, yeah, but maybe it's like the, it's the wrong time. You know, people don't want to be when the people, hassled or they get drunk and stuff. You know, and it's like it is. You no, know, I, yeah, and yeah. I and I understand what he's saying. I mean, if you got strikers players and striker jerseys walking around there trying to introduce themselves and stuff like that, it's, yeah. people might be like, dude, I don't want to talk to you. I, but that's why they had the two things at Bo Campus. Yeah. for that game. You know, yeah, so yeah. they're in two different places, and that's more of a. Relaxed. Open kind of relaxed yeah. atmosphere, and it's and it's that's getting promoting. There's a lot of people there. A little less sure. hardcore. You know. Go hand out tickets. Go hand out vouchers. Go hand out schedules. I wouldn't be bothered if you put a striker schedule in my hand. Am I gonna whip it back at you or something like that? No, Try to cut the palm one, a business I guess card. That's what the people in the office, you know, should be doing. I guess if that's listen, what do. that's a great spot. Like I said, I, I said all along, these people. Felt so passionate about soccer all of a sudden that they left their house to go watch it. They couldn't even stay home. We got to go out. We got to we got to go get something to wear. We got to get down there. We, and there's a billion people there. Well, if you like it that much, then here, here we play all the time. You can come watch it live. They had a face painter. Maybe that's what we need is a face painter. Yeah. Maybe they have a face painter at the Strikers game. <laughs> they do. How about a balloon? But no, a balloon I think to, bender. To, to your guys' point before, is that a lot of those people come out of the woodworks not because it's soccer, because it's a big event and they get all patriotic all yeah, of a sudden, like yeah. the Olympics or like when the women's team does well. Everyone's a women's national team fan when they're in the World Cup final, but three weeks later they're not. Nobody cares anymore either. They played the other day in Tampa and you know eight thousand people showed up. So right, um, it's you know people come out with their 
USA shirt they got at Walmart, and they get their face painted, and they go USA, USA for two hours, and then they go home. So not everybody's a crazy soccer fan, but the ones that are, there's no reason for those people to sit at their house all summer long when, you know, especially in years when there's not a World Cup. We got 15, 16 home games every year, man. You're missing yeah. out on a lot of fun. So it's, it's, it's frustrating to see those people that don't. Yeah, but people that don't, yeah, and people that don't know, know, don't know soccer very well, you know, they think, oh, the strikers, it's, it's terrible compared to the World Cup. Well, it's not, you know, we have people on the team that have played 90 times, 100 times for Honduras who were in the World Cup. And if he was seven years younger, he'd probably be there. Right. So, you know, the, the difference in soccer is like this, you know, the difference in soccer is very small. But people who aren't, who don't know, and like like he said, just come out and pa- paint the face and don't really know. They think, oh wow, it's going to be terrible compared to that. But you know, you maybe watch one of our some of our games will be better than, you know, for sure Nigeria Iran, right? You know, right? Yeah. Well, but that's that's what I'm saying. They should have been out there. They should have been doing something. I just I think I think those I think there's uh there's people out there to be had. You know, I th- there's a lot of times when people don't even know, right? They still say. I didn't even know the strikers were back. Yeah, How yeah. Did you hear that? Yeah, we did talk about that. Um, at you know, at Mickey Burns, you know, just and it's and it's uh, it, you know, it's interesting just that people don't know and stuff like that, and that's where we're always you know making sure that we tell people about it and stuff. I just call them call their bullshit on them. You know what I'm saying? Well, you're a soccer fan. Well, listen, here's the team. They play all the time. Now come. Yeah. You know, I'll call your bullshit. You you, you tell me you're such a big football fan all of a sudden. Well, okay. I'll see you on Saturday on the. Uh, on the 12th there, before the, uh, that's going to be some weekend before the, uh, what do you call it? The before finale. The, right before yeah. the final, yeah. Yeah. It's our, our match Saturday, finale, or final uh, Sunday. That's huge. Yeah. That's a that's an exciting weekend. For the, right for the World Cup? Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Oh, so we play one game yeah, right the before 12th. the final? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Saturday the 12th, yeah. the first game of this. Earlier that day season. is the third place game, I think. So like at 3 o'clock, they play third place, fourth place game, and then our game, and then the next awesome. game is the final. So. Soccer Good intensive weekend, yeah. weekend. Good weekend. Yeah, huh? Excited to get back. Wow. Had a long break. Yeah. We've still got another like three weeks of <laughs> three weeks off. <laughs> that third game's uh, at three o'clock? Something yeah, it's in the afternoon, uh, I think. Bummer. Yeah. If yeah, it was it noon, be. if it was noon I'd say we'd go to Funky Buddha. Oh yeah. You Watch know? that match there and then go to the tailgate. Yeah. Great. That would be a great so idea. That's why I saw that the Funky Buddha I mean, well, because every bar jumps on board with, Hey, we've got a TV, we're gonna put a World Cup game on, come watch it here. So but well, Funky Buddha's got that huge projector. And lots of beer. We can show it at the tailgate. We can figure it out. We got, a, we got a projector. We can bring and yeah. set up some kind of makeshift screen. I don't know how well it'll work outside in the daytime. But or we can just do it uh, in Fleischer in the back of Fleischer's yeah. car with his iPad, like he did the one time for a Liverpool we game. We can bring a TV out and plug it in. Yeah, we can we'll get, yeah, because some rabbit ears. We'll make it no, work. No, I have that. I have that HD antenna. Yeah. And it, yeah. you know, while Fox was doing oh, that the whole, over the air, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. You know, to watch the matches. Yeah. That's what I yeah, did. Yeah, that'll be on ABC for sure. Yeah. Nothing going on that Saturday. Night no. Well, no, they're not going to. might be an X Games or something that they can yeah, show. <laughs> even though it's a third place game, they're going to, that's not going to be on yeah. ESPN. That's going to be on ABC. No, you're right. No, no for doubt. sure. For sure. So, yeah, we can watch it in HD out there. We should, so, we'll have a little watch party there before, uh, cool. you know, number one. No, you're right. So, uh, listen, let's play a little uh, spot here, and then we'll move some people around, and we'll, we'll get to work. Oh, good job. Hey, Striker Pants. You've been to the red light district. You've danced at the tailgate. You know someone who's having an event? Maybe you are. They call me DJ Applehead. And this is what I do. Check us out at whitetiefairs.com. 
Guests, well, we got them on Ultras Alive every Monday night at 9 p.m. We talk to everybody from Fort Lauderdale Strikers to MLS, local media to national. So go to ultrasalive.com every Monday night at 9 p.m. to get your soccer fix. So listen up, Peter Brown. So you would agree he's a nugget. And Uncle Ed. Ultrasalive.com every Monday night at 9 p.m. That's awesome. It's always good that. That never gets old, that Daryl Shore at the end of that. Never gets old. <laughs> I love that spot. Yeah. Oh. Yep. He's a, he's a good wait, guy. Yeah. yeah. Really good guy. How, how is he doing? He's like, good. He texted me a couple of a weeks ago just, you know, asking how I was and stuff. And mm-hmm. Yeah, he's, he's enjoying it up there. He's so, in the MLS, right? Yeah, he's doing well. Yeah, assistant. assistant. I think he's assistant goalkeeper coach. Go- yeah, that's what I think it was. Yeah. Hey. So he's, uh, yeah. All right. Nice little gig up there. Nice. So he's loving it? Yeah, he's, yeah, he's enjoying it, I guess. You know, is that a pay increase for him? Probably. Probably. That's, yeah, probably. That's he might actually get to travel with the team. You know. <laughs> yeah, assistance. Yeah. Assistance traveling in the MLS. Nice. We'll give a, a plug to Rich Goose just walked in from Gooser Inc. Gooser Sports. Yeah, baby. Throwing it out there, and I see he's got a Western High School soccer uh, shirt on. That's because we made it. Represent. Nice. Uh, Chris's neighbors across the street. Exactly. Um, we listen to them. We have to listen to their band. Practice. <laughs> That's cool, though. I used to do that in college. I used to love it when I'd hear the the band. Yeah. The UCF. And when it's nice outside, you know, during the winter, you got the windows open. Tossing you know. the football around, make you feel like you're actually oh, yeah. good. <laughs> yeah. I wa- I watch somebody else toss it on TV. I'm not doing any tossing. Oh, anymore. we used to do it in the dorms. I'm not. I'm not I'm All not, right. So we are we're kicking off the the tailgate show brew off podcast series. Yeah, baby. We've got the boys over from uh, brew. How, wait a minute. Wait. Barley Works Brewing. Like looking at my list of. What's up, guys? It's a long thing. We got Barley Works Brewing over here, coming all the way up from Miami. Uh, you guys pass the mic around, and we'll uh, we'll get you. Let's we can just start however you guys want to start it. And just let us know your name so people hear your voice and they can put the voice in the name. What's up? I'm I'm Lewis. Tony. No, nope, speaking of the front of the mic. <laughs> Got to move it around a little. Tony. Bit. Danny. We're high tech, but we're not like. Surround mic, unless yeah. you're on mine. Yeah, mine picks up everything, <laughs> like ice getting dropped out of the fridge or whatever. Yeah. So, so we got you guys uh, up here. We're excited about the brew off. Quick plug: August 16th at the tailgate for the Strikers game against the Atlanta Silverbacks. Um, yeah, I mean, you guys have already been around doing all this stuff, all this brewing and stuff. Like, what kind of uh, what kind of history? Yet. Give not us some sure. history, um, if there is any. There isn't any history yet. Um, we just kind of we've been we've all been brewing for a while. Uh, Tony's been brewing for well, just over five years. We got like ten years of brewing collectively. Um, we decided that we wanted to start joining in the uh, Miami craft beer scene, homebrew yeah. scene. So uh, we're throwing our hat into the rings. Uh, first event is going to be your event. Oh, cool! All right, all right, inaugural event, breaking yeah, it yeah. out, yeah. premiere. We're going to premiere these guys. All right, so that's cool. Um, 
But I feel, I feel pressure already. But I mean, you, you guys have already been you've been involved in the the what's the Miami Brewers the club that you guys um, are. Uh, we're we're all dealing. part of uh, Mash, which is the uh, Miami Area Society of Home Brewers. Okay. So um, yeah, we've been around. We've done events, helped out other other people. But I, right now, it's you know we're, we we want to make our own stuff. We want to put our stuff out there and show everybody you know what we can do. Cool. What would you say would be uh, as a group your your main style that you're going to see or that 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 people would see if they you know they're going to be like oh you know I love this 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 brewery or these guys because they brew the best of this. What what what, what would somebody see? Well, you can pull it closer. You can you can move the boom and stuff. We're working with one mic on three guys, so we're going to be doing a lot of uh, sour beers, Berliner Weiss, with a lot of different tropical fruits and other funky beers as well, and then also funky root- might be patented, so you might be careful where you're <laughs> treading. No, I'm kidding. Go ahead. Just I'm funky kidding. as a flavor description. <laughs> I'm kidding. No trademark violation. <laughs> Lewis is also really good with hops. He makes a lot of very good IPAs, so we're planning on doing that. You know, everyone's making IPAs, but we feel we'll be able to make some distinct ones that people will like as well. So you think uh, just from me as a layman, you can uh, you're, you're you're into assaults on palates, being uh, you know hard hops yeah. and then uh, and, and good strong kicking sours. Yeah, pretty much. Okay. Um, we talked about uh, probably going to be polarizing a lot of uh, beer drinkers out there okay. with some of our stuff, but I think that uh, you know uh, palates have been changing. A lot of people are getting into hoppier stuff. Mm-hmm. A lot of people are getting into sours. A lot of people are getting into funky stuff. Um, so basically, we just want to make beer that we like, and then you know show everybody else what we can do. You know, you you probably won't be seeing too many you know light you know, low alcohol beers from us. Cool. Uh, but, yeah. yeah we, well, that, that sounds terrible. <laughs> and, and I'm there, and I'm there with you. I wouldn't say I'm an expert. I'm a novice or whatever, you know, in beer tasting, but uh, I enjoy what I enjoy. But my palate, like you said, over the years has been changing, and I used to be afraid of an IPA and stuff like that. But I find myself, you know, if I see one that I know on the on the board, I'll order it, you know. And if I can get a taste somewhere of one that I haven't had, you know, I'll taste it. You know, I'm not afraid to jump on an IPA now where as I as I used to be, you know, and and now I I drink them and I'll go through three or four, you know, in a in a meal or something like that and just enjoy it whereas before it used to beat me up and it's like, "Oh man, it's so hard to drink and and put down." But it's it's changed. Yeah. See, uh, I'm still uh the uh, the IPAs, the very hoppy stuff, I'm just not into it, dude. I'm not. I like I like I like uh I would say more girlier type beers. That's what I like. I like fruity stuff. They got a rice crispy treat over there, Buddha. What? Yes, I'll have two of those. You know, I mean that stuff's good. I love that. I and think the, I to might try- be becoming a little bit gay. <laughs> and to, and trying that sour stuff, I liked it. I thought it was really really good. You know what I'm saying? I, I liked it. That's 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 my that's my thing. I like that. You guys should have seen the face he just made when he said that right now. <laughs> No, but it, it really just depends on like um, on your palate too. It's just like when you're a kid, you try, you try something new for the first time. You you say ah, you hate it, but then you you get to love it after a while. Um, with beers, just like wine, sometimes you just have to drink it with some food. You know, so like IPAs, yeah. big heavy IPAs, you're not gonna drink a lot of because you know they. I disagree. <laughs> it just depends. It just depends. You you, you grow you grow onto the beer basically. Yeah, I mean, I'll tell you what. I 
I'm excited because our friends at Do South uh, just started to um, they just started canning, you know, one that you know Chris would like because you know, it, but it's their caramel cream ale, and I that was one of the first of a local brewery that I tried, and and I liked it, and then. Now I'm, you know, so I'm excited that there's cans and those are going to be distributed and I'm going to pick those up and stuff. Yeah, you're starting to see a lot more um, variety now and especially with like Funky Buddha and these guys are doing a lot of things with a lot of different flavors uh, like the French toast and some other stuff, you know, which is pretty incredible. Peanut butter Um, and jelly. We we are going to be doing stuff similar to that, um, but I think uh, for our tastes, I mean, we just, we're really into the styles that we are into and you know, we want to brew that kind of stuff, you know. The sour sounds so exciting. I, I, I never even heard of it. I mean, that, tonight is the first time I've heard of it. First time I've tried it, obviously, the first time I've ever heard of it. It was amazing. I re- thought it was really good. I, it, I, re- I didn't get the passion fruit, that thing, at first. I thought, I, I was, I thought it was green apple. I mean, that's the first thing of, you know, the king of yeah. that, that an hour later, that green hour later, you know, that yeah. stuck in the top of your teeth like a bitch. That is what I thought of. But I'm like, God, it's in liquid form, and it's not stuck in my teeth, and I love it, you know? It, w- it was really good. Yeah, sour, sours are, uh, are getting a lot more popular. Um, fortunately, we got Danny with us, who's pretty much the Miami home brewing pro at Sours now. Oh, uh, that was a free agent that you picked up? Yeah, free agent. So uh, um, Taking his talents? Yeah, um, so... Yeah, I'm very, very interested in those beers. Um, it's one of my things, it's just... You know, getting a hold of them is difficult. They're kind of expensive. So, mm-hmm. you know, the fact that we can brew our own, it just makes it that much better. So I can maybe segue that into a question for you guys. Um, I, I can assume from what you said that it's cheaper to brew your own now. What, what made you get started originally as a hobby, if it was a hobby at first? I mean, I, not everybody gets into this and goes, big business plan. I've never brewed anything in my life. I'm not a chemist, but I'm going to open a brewery and that's it. You know, how, what, what made you get started? Well, for me, I, I remember the first time it was uh, at the old grand opening over there. At, um, what's that place called over here in uh, Fort Lauderdale? Um, Funky Buddha? No, no, I'm, I'm sorry. Grand. Pembroke Pines. The, um, some bar, Total, the pub. Wine? The pub. Oh, oh, the pub. Exactly, okay. yeah. Pub. Thank okay. you very much, whoever said the, that. The Thank pub you. at Pembroke. Yes, the pub at Pembroke Pines. And I was like, I was with my friend. I was like, hey. I can make that. And at that time, I was uh, trying to go through bio. It just interested me, all that, all that yeast and all that stuff. And I found out after, right after, like Sam Adams was doing like a special thing where you can learn how to brew and they would actually sell you all this stuff too. Um, and I just like, out of nowhere, I just like, oh, okay, I'll do it. And I, you, you do make, you can make the beer better. I mean, with time, you know, mm-hmm. it's just like yeah. cooking. You time, learn. training, Yeah, experience. exactly. You learn, you know, your, your first one might not be that great, but afterwards it might be better. <laughs> and then it, it yeah. <laughs> you can actually make some really cheap beers, great cheap beers. You know, like you can go get some ingredients at uh, Daddy Brews, uh, make, yeah. <laughs> make a $25 beer that's better than like those $10 bottles that you buy. Yeah, you the know, giant, yeah. like a giant Rogue bottle or something yeah, like that. That's, yeah, um, that's one of the things that we really kind of, we're trying to promote, you know, that a lot, you know, we're home brewers uh, and we can make commercial quality stuff. I mean, we've made some beers that you would, if you replaced it with somebody's beer, they would never know, uh-huh. you know. 
sneak it in and yeah. the blind taste yeah, test. The, the and, Folgers test. Yeah. <laughs> I was going to so, go Pepsi or, or, or whatever. Yeah, but yeah. I, um, I started brewing. I mean, I've been wanting to brew for a long time, over 10 years. Mm-hmm. Um, just never, kind of never. When you were 12? Yeah. I'm <laughs> okay. quite a bit older than that. <laughs> okay. Um, but uh, I, eventually I got into it and like with all my hobbies, you know, my Star Wars thing, I mean, it's just full, full, mm-hmm. full blast. Yeah, so, I hear you on that. So. Mm-hmm. No, I was, I was going to say something. I've never met anyone, I'm, and I'm not being ignorant, but I've never met anyone that's brewed beer before. This is new to me. Does it, when you say you're a home brewer, does, do you, are you literally brewing it at your home? Yeah, yep. Yeah, we're brewing. We got buckets. <coughs> we got, uh, Family's going crazy, like we got all a, kind of smells in the house. <laughs> a ton of equipment, fridges, I brewing beer like back crazy, home, uh, 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 yeah. buckets everywhere. I would everywhere. never be brewing beer in my house. Family would go crazy. Yeah, Mark, they've got, they, they use uh, burners and stuff. I mean, you guys can elaborate. They, use, they have burners, they have big big pots. You know, that so, they, like when you when you like you said, you know, it takes a lot of you know time to get it right. So you, you must be wasting when you try and make something <laughs> new. You must be wasting a, a lot to get it right. Most of the time, yeah. It t- normally, it takes about two or three hours to make like the simplest beer with syrup, with the syrup that you can buy at the store. Yeah. And uh, during that time, you're drinking beer. So yeah, yeah, by that time, most of the time you're wasted. You don't want to try to do that, you know, because, yeah, yeah, yeah. because that's the most important time. Right at the end, it's the most important time of brewing beer. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Um, for, for, fortunately, uh, I mean, even if you you brew a beer that doesn't turn out, yeah. generally speaking, is it'll still be beer, so you can still drink it. You know, I mean, if it's just if it's that bad, you know, you you can dump it. But sometimes it doesn't carbonate and stuff, or it's kind of flat. Yeah, there's there's a lot of different things that can go wrong, but oh. generally speaking, you know, it, it, it's, have you ever it's, made anything you would not drink? Yeah. Um, when I first started, yeah, I did. I made one. That I uh, I had to dump and and so I one did, in a career is probably not bad. <laughs> uh, yeah, I, I mean I haven't brewed as much as uh, Danny has, so I don't know what he's got to say. What about what about a toilet wine? I was watching Tosh Point the other night, and he was talking about toilet wine where you mix like fruits and stuff in yeah. a garbage bag. Pri- prison wine, yeah. 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 <laughs> exactly. yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, it's toilet wine because you hide it in the bag in the yeah. toilet. No, no I'm sorry. Think. Go ahead. That's a good segue for Danny's style of brewing. <laughs> Here, that, that arm bends, too, to give him more slack. Yeah, you, you guys are going to be professional by the end of this. <laughs> I mean, I've made a couple beers that like they weren't good, but I think they've all been drinkable. Maybe not by some people's standards, but, I mean... Well, as long as anything, you, I mean, you didn't waste it, right? Yeah, I mean, you no, drink if it. Anything, so. If, I mean, people, how, if like, I have people over, they'll drink it just as well as they'll drink a Bud Light. So, you know, whatever. Right. I'll just hand it and to And what's them. the size of the, you know, the equipment you use and stuff? Like, how much are you brewing at a time? Uh, typically five gallons at a time. Five gallons. So, so what, how many pints is that? So you get about two cases worth of beer. Two cases. It's a good night. Yeah, f- uh, five gallons is about 50, 52 beers, uh, 12 ounce beers. I mean, give or take, you might lose some in yeah. transferring and stuff sure. like that. That's, but um, it's still a lot of beer. So me through, what, what's the equipment needed? Um, well, brewing is, you know, as everybody knows, four ingredients, right? So your main ingredients. No, what are those? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, don't, you're, I you're, actually don't know. We've you're, got okay. Yeah, brand new so guy. Some people don't know. It's uh, water is the main okay. ingredient, obviously. Uh, uh, malt, malted barley or sugar, hops, and yeast. So basically, um, you can make it on your stovetop with a simple, you know, a, a kettle. Some syrup, you know, uh, a couple buckets, and you can have beer in the next, you know, two weeks. You know, it just takes time. a little time. You know, you got to ferment out and stuff like that. But it's not, it's not that difficult. Now, getting good beer sometimes is, and with brewing, 
that you know you can make it as hard as you want you know so so start to finish with your system how long are you out now like you started if you if you were to start it today when could you when would you drink your beer uh, it depends on uh, what style of beer i mean we can make a style of beer that'll take us two years to get ready you know we can make a beer that you know i'd say pushing it uh we could have a beer probably in two weeks Pushing it, it's not going to be the best. And what would, what would like but, if, if you know you're entering something like how about like our brew off? When would you start yours? Uh, we're actually starting yours on uh, Saturday, on Sunday. On Sunday, so yeah, nice. Uh, we're going to give it a little bit of time, make sure that you know everything's ready. Uh, plus the style of beer uh, that we're making, which we're making Berliners and sours, um, they don't really get affected by time, so it's not a big deal if they sit for an extra month. Uh-huh. You know. And and so how. What were you looking at? So if you did start at Sunday, when did that put you to the brew off? Uh, figure out how many weeks it was or anything like that. Yeah, we 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 made a timeline. Uh, we got another event coming up in October, um, so we're making about nine batches of beer between now and then, um, and that's not counting if we decide to you know do any more events. So um, I figure, what what is it going to take? A couple months, you know, we'll we'll be ready. Mm-hmm. Um, and it also depends on on how we're how we're doing it. Um, if we decide to add bacteria or things like that. Ooh, bacteria. Um, hold on. Ice. Oh yeah. Well, well, what I what yeah. I what I sent them off was to get uh, get a couple so we can do a couple pours and do some uh, do some fake judging right now and <laughs> talking about it. Okay. You know, and uh, see what's so going on. The first one we got is a pale ale. Um, it's a little lighter. So you guys might might uh, enjoy this. Might be used to this kind of. Uh... This is uh, this is called a Regal Pale Ale. Uh, it's actually oh, it's which one? Well, basically, well, I, I'm gonna tell them the story behind this beer right here. Uh, this one is a recipe that a bunch of people did. Uh, actually, somebody made it up, and there's a an event, the Big Brew Off. Uh, basically, that's what it's called, a Big Brew. And we, um, as a club, we all made this beer. Uh, so we made multiple, everybody made that beer, basically. Or uh-huh. Mostly everybody in the club made that beer. Uh, to see, especially to see how just the technique changes a beer, basically. So that's what, that's what we're trying out now. It's a great beer. It's actually the recipe won a gold medal. Uh, you know, this, this recipe yeah, that's this right recipe. here in the cup. Yeah, gold medal. Uh, and and actually, it's in the country, not in the not in the state or in anything like that. It's in the country. Yep. Uh, this is basically a, a big part participation event where everybody gets together and brews a recipe and sees. Uh, it's, uh, it's nice. Yeah. Very nice. That's Very good. nice. Yeah. I'm not a big beer. I don't really drink a lot, and I don't really drink beer a lot. And he's not drinking now. This is for anyone uh, listening. No, I'm. I'm this <laughs> yeah. is uh, it's nice. Yeah, it is. Mm. It, it's uh, goes down it's easy, right? Yeah. I like it. I mean. Uh, I don't know. I mean, just Smells, just from taste, fruity too. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, this is a pale ale. Uh, you know, it, this is a pale ale. So normally, it has a little bit of hops. Not as much yeah. as an IPA. It's a little, it's dry hopped as well. Dry hopping gives it that that that, sm- that smell basically that you're smelling right now. That fruitiness. Yeah. Uh, just depends really on the hop too. You know, there's hundreds of hops variety. So it, it, each one has a little thing. There's they go from garlic all the way to like sweet orange. Garlic. So, no, I, I might yeah. sound like a right idiot right now, but I mean, like when you, when it, when it's fruity or it has any other taste, all you're putting in is flavoring. You're it's not actually hops. you're not actually putting any like it's fruit hops. in it, like blended. No, no, no. Syrup. not this beer. No, no. Not the, the sour yet. yeah, oh, you do. 
in the sour beer, yeah, we do because it's it's a it's a different style that that sour that we're gonna okay. try next, yeah. and and that is has like lactic acid in it. So just to counteract that that lactic acid tartness, okay. we put the fr okay. actual fruit in it. So that this what we've just tasted was made in your house. Yes. Yes. Good. Not in their bathtub. That's good. Yeah. It's yeah. Like moonshine. It's like no, uh, breaking bad. Has to be bad. very clean yeah. in the. Okay. Taking all kinds of stuff in the house. That's, like, that's break, it's, it's like breaking bad. That's yeah, really you guys, good. You guys can pass some of that around if you want. Yeah. That's really good. Really good. I like that a lot. I, I, I tell you, after after that sour now, now yep. I'm, I'm you want more sour, and, huh? And, and I do. <laughs> and I'm really <laughs> thinking about that. To make five gallons of that costs how much? Oh well, I mean it depends. I mean if you if you go in bulk and stuff, you can you can get the prices real real low. Um, you can I've heard of people making a five gallon batch of beer for twelve bucks. Jesus. Know? I mean, depend on how much. Hi -ya! Bulk you get. <laughs> Mark's back there going. But Thank you. <laughs> don't don't expect to replace you know all the beer you've been drinking with uh, with your brewing stuff because you'll spend thousands of dollars on equipment. Yeah, you know? yeah. I mean that's yeah. some some of the other guys we've talked to uh, last year. Um, you know, said we got into brewing because we were tired of buying beers for our barbecues and our our parties and stuff like that. So they started doing it, and they but now they're to the point where they're like, crap, we've got too much beer. We've got we've got kegerators full of beer in our kitchen. Yep. Each of us has at least, you know, two full kegs sitting in our garage that's cold, ready to go, and where they're like, you know, we're happy to bring it over and give it away to you guys because, you know, so, yeah, you know, so, it, it, and I, but I bet you, if you look at their stock, it's like, that's a lot of money, and they might not be drinking all of that. So. Yeah, that's, uh, that's the idea. I mean, uh, doing this is going to allow us basically to make a ton of beer and get rid of it, you know, and, and also. Oh, so, so that's yeah. what I was going to ask. So the aim is to eventually, like, start making money from it. Uh, that's the dream everybody's got. Yeah. Yeah. I, mean, I, mean, I was going to ask, like, right now it's just a hobby, right? Yeah, right now it's, yeah. it's basically a hobby. We like brewing beer. We yeah, want to brew mean, beer yeah. and we want to show it's people cool. what we can do. And share it. And, and have, share it. Yeah, yeah exactly. And share it with people. And, yeah. and it's a giving, uh, giving environment uh, of people. Yeah. And, and, and that's, you know, it's, we've noticed. And, and then there, it's fun for, for breweries, I think. You know these guys to be able to you know have competitions with each other uh, against with with judging and also with just fans to see what people like and you know where people would go you know and I mean just like anything praise is always welcome uh, yeah, I'm sure definitely, you know, for definitely. somebody to say man dude I, if you bottled yeah. this I would put it all on the top shelf in my fridge yeah I've heard that you know? <laughs> so I mean that's good this 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 pale ale is I enjoy a pale ale so you know and this is this is like a, you this said is a, this is an ale right yeah. Yeah, yeah, it's an ale. It tastes like an ale, though, right? It's it feels to me close never, to I, like I a. I don't think I've had an ale. It might be a little drier. It tastes like a regular drier than he's uh, yeah, like used to. For me, I'm almost going at like a low, low IPA. Like yeah, it's, it's well, like, that's what a pale yeah, is. Pretty yeah, pretty much. So this next beer we have is our um, is uh, our Berliner or AKA Florida Weiss. Uh, we made it with uh, passion fruit. It's quite tart. Uh, tartness comes from the lactic acid. From uh, lactobacillus bacteria. So, yeah, you just made a face. Oh man, I wish we had video for this one. Mark and Chris just did like all, almost. I mean, I'm not going to say it to be insulting, but almost like the Keystone bitter no, beer that's face. Not, yeah, that's not. They that's, they went whoa. That's not for me. Whoa. See, I'm I'm. I didn't me, like it I'll, so I'll much that I, I can't wait to sip it again. I, I got that feeling. You know what I mean? Yeah. I really do. But you liked it, whereas for Mark's. 
palate. Yeah, but if someone gave me that and I never knew what it was, I would never think it was a beer. Uh-huh. Of course If it was just blank and you had your eyes shut, you wouldn't think it was a beer. I would think it was like somebody melted an hour later. Really? It's hard as a mother. It's like it's like it's like drinking those tart worms, if you made them into liquid form. Yeah, I I mean I heard of I heard of sours, maybe six months ago from a friend, uh, just that I watch on Facebook. They him and his wife do a lot of beer drinking, and uh, he works for a, a distributor and stuff. And so uh, they they're up in Orlando, and you know, and they're they rave about sours. See, there you go. I'm, I'm geezing all over. I'm spitting all over the place. <laughs> they uh, they rave about them. Online, you know, just talking yeah, about them. Sour, like sours are getting uh, really popular. Um, we got a uh, couple uh, breweries down here opening up that are starting to make these kind. Jay Wakefield, one of the big ones, uh, makes some really phenomenal Florida Weiss beers, uh, which are these sour, very, very sour beers. So they're always fun to drink, especially like giving, gi- giving them to people who've never had them before. Yeah, like me. <laughs> the fun of home brewing, though, is that if you don't want to make it a sour, you don't make it a sour. If you want to put more fruit, you put more fruit. So it just depends on your taste, you know, and then you don't have to go out and find it. You can just make it yourself at home. And that's basically, you know, that's, that's what we do, you know. So at a certain point, you can hit a fork in the road and you can say, I'm going to go this direction or that direction? Yeah, I mean, it depends, you know, money. We, we need money in Miami, you know, to do things. So. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, you got to plan ahead a little bit. We actually, I do some extensive planning when it comes to brewing beer. So, uh, you know, pretty much we decide up until the point, you know, this is what we're going to do. Once you've once you've rolling, I mean, you're rolling. That's it. Yeah. No, it's good. You seem really enthusiastic about it. So, yeah. now you, that's a good start. So you've been around the scene for a while. And, and, and South Florida, we can say, is, is kind of starting to explode with homebrewers, professional breweries i guess we can we can put it at and stuff where would you guys i mean if somebody was coming down to miami and they couldn't get a hold of you guys or if they're coming out of south florida and couldn't get a hold of you guys to to uh you know pour them some beers where would you send them i mean definitely you don't have to give plugs but i mean where would you send somebody to go drink some beer yeah if you're enjoying something and you want to go out with some friends and i mean you gotta you got if you're coming down to miami you gotta go check out winwood i mean that's right. our first you know our first brewery down here for sure uh, if not, you know, you hit up the MASH, uh, Miami Area Society of Homebrewers, uh-huh. uh, you know, Facebook page. You ask a question there, they'll, they'll tell you where where to go. You can even come and drink with us if you want. We love, we all love to share our beer, us too, you know. So, it, Lewis is working on something, but I, I got a, uh, I got a quick story that we, uh, you referenced our Star Wars uh, connection. Um, that we did a, we did an art show. Oh, he needs paper towels. Right Just open it. He didn't spill. We uh, we uh, we did an art show down in uh, Winwood, and it was right before Winwood Brewing opened up. And the guys from Winwood came around, and they were like excited about the Star Wars stuff. And he was trying to. He was like, "Dude," and I, and I go, "Man, you you can get us down there for a troop. You can get us down there to to, to troop Winwood, be, or I mean, to troop I the totally brewery." Totally could. Because we talked to. I took a couple pictures with the with the owners and uh, the brewers, and they uh, they were totally all about it and stuff. So it was pretty cool. So. Yeah, I actually know the guys, um, uh, the head brewer and some of the other guys. They're real cool guys. Yeah. That's a good thing about South Florida craft beers. A lot of these guys are real cool. Everybody's approachable. Everybody knows each other. You know, I know, I know half of the guys that are going to be at the tailgate. So uh-huh. it should be a should be a fun event. Here we got um, this is a uh, 
version 1.0 of our uh, La Guapa, which is our guava passion fruit. Uh, this is one of the this is one of the beers that we're going to be taking to uh, the tailgate. Uh, the other one is going to be a mango tamarindo. What? Uh, oh, I should call Lupe. See, so. these, these guys are my kind of breweries. They they grow it right up for me. I love it. It's awesome. How did uh? So you 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 did you become friends through doing this, or did you know each other? Yeah, before? we all became friends uh, through Mash. You know, we met each other through Mash. I mean. When you're brewing beer and everybody's into craft beer, you're bound to pretty much meet everyone. So. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Where's it? Where's it at? Is it over? Is it the one over there? The scene is. Uh, come over here. Come over. And how many? How many beers? How many beers like uh, would you bring to the to the brew off? Um, well, it depends on the amount of people. Uh, for the brew off, we're, we're going to be bringing two. Uh, it's going to be outside. You know, might be hot, so we're bringing something a little bit. You know, not as dark, a little lighter. I mean, they're mm-hmm. sours, but, you know, this should be a little more refreshing than, say, an Imperial Stout. Guava. I, I mean, I think I could drink that, that last one, the second beer that we had. I think I could drink that sitting at the tailgate uh, and enjoy it. You know, I mean, uh, I'm a beer pong, PBR kind of guy. I mean, I'm, I don't know if I'm going to play... Well, we, sh- we should Chris, play Chris, beer pong Chris, with that freaking Chris thing. Chris just said he's drinking a... Uh, uh, the guava, we just... You, we'll, we'll make chandeliers. I mean, it tastes like champagne. Yeah. <laughs> We we should we should play beer pong with some of this stuff, <laughs> but like but like mix different flavors. So it's like you just shoot it and it's oh that was sour. And, uh, I got what's the, what's yeah, if you want to pay for the recipe, we'll do that. Oh okay. What's the percentage of uh, these? Uh, Berliner Weiss or Flor- these Florida Weisses? They're generally uh, lower. Uh, so this one's about three and change. Yeah, three and a half, three and a half about. That's what I put it at. Okay. Um, the other one was a little bit higher. Um, we're going to be shooting anywhere from 3 to 4, 4%. So it's a good session beer. The you pale ale. Uh, no, th- this is the Berliners. Oh, okay. Uh, the pale Florida ale, wine. I think, was like 5 or yeah. something. Yeah, 5. Um, but we, we make beers anywhere up to you know, 12, 13%. Uh, obviously, we're not going to bring those on a summer day. Right. You know, we, it's not something that anybody's going to want to sit in. We had one of those in the, in the Cudio last year, and oh, man. Uh, at the end of it, like after that first sip, it was one of those like, look who's talking baby hands that you go like, we were like, whoa, what was in that? <laughs> it was a 12 or whatever. It was, it was hard. Yeah. The, and I mean, it was good, but very it, dark and heavy, but it was actually, it was actually decent. Like yeah, it, it was decent. It wasn't an assault, but it was good. Yeah, we, very good. We've got, we've got something dark for you uh, after this next one. Uh-oh. Uh-oh. Well, so, let me catch up on these. I'm having a so good said, I put in a second. You said at the game you you would bring two of these. Yeah, we're gonna bring two two sours okay. for that one. Um, but for, not not just two bottles. You, are you asking like for yeah? I mean like for the supply. Quantity, the quantity. Oh, the quantity. So we're gonna be bringing supply. ten gallons. Ten gallons. So it's about a hundred. Get excited. Yeah. Get prepared. Get get prepared. I mean, you know, this guy. He he told me there's gonna be about twelve different people out there. So yeah. You know, yes. Twelve brewers and, and we should have. We should have, uh, I think we're going to have over 125, close to 150 people show up to this yeah, event. Um, so, you know, and they're going to be going around uh, and tasting the beers and stuff like that. So there's yeah. going to be a lot of beer flowing that day. Yep. So we don't need jello shots. No. We don't need the ice luge. We, we, had a, we had a ton of beer last year, dude. Oh, my God. We, everybody was hammered. It was a great time. The only the only downfall was if if there was one that we we didn't bring in enough people and I believe it was you know we didn't get enough help from the strikers I think we're gonna get more help this year 
and we're going to see a lot more people coming from the brew off into the stadium and uh, checking out the Fort Lauderdale Strikers. All right, this uh, this next beer is a uh, is our seasonal. It's called the Yuletide Hop. Uh, this one's a little, this bottle's a little older, but uh, it's basically a hoppy, a hoppy winter spiced bourbon oaked beer. Oh, you're making Yuletide gay. <laughs> <laughs> Do I need to hit the drop again? <laughs> you don't have any Christmas music on today. I love that. Every t- every Christmas, I look forward to just singing that line. You make a Yuletide gay. I just think that's funny. Do you happen to have anything? I'm playing what the wrong Mexican you, music. What a Mexican, Mexican Christmas? I was trying to go for the... Police Navidad? I was going for the salsa. Nice. There we go. So what's this next one we got? A Yuletide Hop. Yuletide Hop. Okay. Yeah. What, what is... A Yuletide is a log, right? Isn't that what that means? Yeah. No yeah. yeah. <laughs> he just named it. Well, Yuletide is really like a... I think like the French and Canadians, they, they celebrate like Christmas with a Yuletide log, like a cake. Right. Basically, so that's one of the, I think that's what it is. Right. Uh, Epcot. Thank you, Epcot. Okay. <laughs> oh, look at that. There you go. A little yeah. Disney education. It's the small world. So th- this beer originally was a little hoppier. It's, it's been around for a little while, so um, it's definitely lost some of its hoppiness. Um, it was uh, aged on French oak with uh, some Maker's 46. So okay. you, might, you might get a little bit of the bourbon in there. Yeah. Some of the yeah. Christmas uh, spice. I was going to say root beer. I was going to say root beer. It had a kind of a root beery taste to me. Yeah, I got the yeah, I got the spice yeah, and the and it's the It's got bourbon. a strong aftertaste. Yeah, this is eight and a half percent. Yeah, yeah this, this is good. This is a, I like this too. This is a one beer normally kind of thing, like yeah. you know, eight percent, eight and a half percent. Right. You know, this. You take it and that's it. And It'll it, knock you back. Eat it yeah, before. I mean, I mean, depends on the person. Some people just love it so much that they're right. gonna they're gonna drink it all night. You yeah. know, it's just, no, I mean, I would definitely have a couple of these. This is good. I mean, it does have that root beery. Like yeah. a gingery type of, you know, I love it. I like yeah, it. Yeah, exactly. See, like, you you love it. You know, you like it. Somebody else liked the sour. You made a face. Somebody else made a face like, whoa. Yeah. No, but hold on. Wait. <laughs> just just so everything's right here before we leave this table, I poured a second sour. Yeah. I made a <laughs> shitty face, but <laughs> and I'm still looking forward to it again. It's it's like. I don't you know, know. Do we got any left? Yeah, right. It, ju- it just walked out. Oh, the sour? Yeah, oh, there's some which, there. Yeah, there's one? some more. This there. is is this the no, the pale? Yeah, this is the sour here. Oh, I'm gonna take that home. And this yeah. is, um, you guys need some uh, masking tape on these things. <laughs> well, I can tell what yeah. they are. I know what yeah. they are. Uh, if you wanna grab me that one, Dennis. Dennis, grab the. Uh, oh, there's another one. Yeah. Oh man, one last one. Oh, Jesus. They're doing this a, one's what? Twelve percent. You guys Dennis, are doing us good over here. These guys are gonna be okay. Steaming. This is uh. This one's. An 11% uh, Russian Imperial Stout. So it's uh, it's also aged. Let me let Danny talk about it. Uh, 11% alcohol, uh, Russian Imperial Stout aged on oak and Buffalo Trace bourbon. Oh. This has actually been sitting in the bottle for close to a year now, so it has a good bit of age on it. Oh really mellowed out flavor. We totally appreciate you guys sharing all this with us. I mean, I mean that's amazing. I think it's been in there a year. We're I like wow. a good one-year-old. Oh, that's dark. Sure. Hey, that's dog. It's dog mate. Dog mate. <laughs> Is it Guinnessy mate? Nah, it's not for me either. Nah? Nah. You don't like a good mudslide? I don't like mudslide. Beer as much. Huh? No, not nah. beer. Have you guys, uh, you know, Oof. just just ask you. Coca-Cola? Just to ask. A Coca-Cola. Coca-Cola. <laughs> <laughs> Love having a Brit in the house. Um, 
Have, have you got um, what's very popular now? These ciders. I know you guys are doing the uh, sour stuff. Ooh. Does Does anybody ever talk of like even even if it's not you guys? Does that even go around in home brewery? Yeah, definitely, ciders? definitely. Um, and and you see it in the competitions too. The uh, BJCP sanctioned competitions. You'll see uh, ciders, melomels, uh, meads, everything. You know, and anything that can be brewed, basically. Um, you know. Uh, if you if you guys take a whiff of this, you'll yeah. you'll smell that, that bourbon and that oak. Really, really fantastic. Can you make it at a cologne? I could go for a good cologne. It's a, I'm always amazed by like sometimes when it's really really super dark, but yet yet it's lighter. You know, it's not like a. Expre- uh, that's a yes. lower lower carbonation. It's like an espresso. Right. Good call, Mark. Yeah. Absolutely. Really does, yeah. 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 That's from. Uh, does like a cold espresso. That's actually from the grains. Like when uh, how you get it this dark. Is to actually make the like burn the grain, you burn some of the grain in in an oven basically, uh-huh. and then that, that's where you get the color, the roastiness, uh, you know, different so, grains, just different things. So different roasted like some things. like a roasted coffee bean or something. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Basically, the the malting process is when they uh, they heat up the grain and they get you know you can get color and flavor and different you know there's tons of different types of grains. So in these you'll you'll generally see uh, you know these. Darker coffee, chocolatey uh, flavors, and things like that. That's and amazing. This so one has good. a really, really good aroma too. It's got a. I, know, nice, I just keep smelling it. Like, yeah. <laughs> maybe like give me like a scented candle, perhaps in this, or you know. I like the fact that it's not real carbonated too. I, I mean, I, I mean, it's, it's kind of cool. That's the style, yeah. Generally, generally speaking, you'll, you'll see, uh, you know, the uh, imperial stouts. Stouts will be a little lower in carbonation, especially if they're nitro and stuff like that. Uh, whereas the Berliner that we gave you is higher in carbonation, you know it's just the general style, you know. Now we we've gone through like so many different beers tonight with you guys. Is there is there one that's more in you guys' wheelhouse <laughs> than others? Do you or do you, are you um, more trying other stuff? Well, for 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 me personally, I mean, I make a lot of IPAs. I love IPAs. Yeah. Um, and I think Danny, you know, obviously he's. he's more into the sours and things like that. Uh, I don't know from Tony. I like the girly beers. Yeah, me too. <laughs> the fruity, the fruity ones like Chris. Yeah. Yep. I mean, ones and the sours. Rice Krispie treat. For, <laughs> I, for style, I mean, I I I always buy you know sours. I buy IPAs. I buy imperial stouts. Things like that. Stuff with a lot of big flavors. Generally, what I like, you know. But I won't hesitate to make a lager if I want to, just because you know, take some skill to do it. There's loggers out there that have big flavor too much. I was gonna say what? You, all right, so all right, yeah, so yeah. here's a couple here's a couple snap questions, and you can anybody can grab the mic. You're driving down the road, and you got to pull into a Hess station. What are you grabbing out of the case? Uh, You're limited. In Hialeah. Okay. Where are we talking me, just about? Pick one and give it to me. Um, I don't know. You know what? It's a funny thing. The Corona Familia the other day was pretty good. You know, normally Corona's white bottle, white bottle is bad. Like a clear bottle, I mean. It's uh-huh. bad for beer. It gets a skunky Corona. Skunky. But then I had that Corona Familia. This is a, I'm talking about high elite. I'm not, not talking anymore. Yeah, they don't sell that, Davey. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> this is a big bottle of Corona. It's actually brown. So. I've seen it, yeah. Yeah, yeah. So it actually tasted good. It was a good beer. Other than that, I mean... There's a lot of different beers out there. I don't know what I would drive. I would take forever. <laughs> uh, I probably would just keep driving. Keep driving. If I really, really, <laughs> really needed a beer, I'd find I'd find somewhere. 
go to Total Wine or something yeah, like that. Yeah, find a Total Wine somewhere. Or, you know, downstairs, some gas stations that actually do have craft beer. There's even a gas station down in South Miami that's doing uh, growler fills. Yeah. So, really? And I mean some really good stuff, some craft beer, you know, funky Buddha stuff even. I was in, I was in Philly two weeks ago, and there's a, there's a, a small corner store that is just all it is is wall-to-wall lined around uh, uh, bottles. You know, and it's it's just there's probably 300 different craft brews. You know, just not your Corona, Bud Light, Modelo. Yeah. You know. Yeah, you don't really see too much of that here. Uh, we you know we have Total Wine and stuff like that, but as we far have as like a small, River, small Riverside small Market up here yeah. in Fort Lauderdale, Riverside's. River, yeah, have you guys been to Riverside? It's it is a almost like a converted 7-Eleven sort of. It's like a converted 7-Eleven and uh, good. I mean, decent food. You might want to call ahead to order food because sometimes it takes a while, but they just it's just all the cabinets, all the clear glass cabinets, you know, or, you know, refrigerators for beer. And it, it's you, so know, cool. you know, when you, go, when you go into 7-Eleven, they have those row of doors. Well, those row of doors are there, but they're all singles, single bottles. So there's every craft beer you can imagine from anywhere, from any. It's and these guys are cool. They you 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 drink it and you just kind of stack them up on your table and then you walk up to pay and you just bring all five beers or whatever and you just stack. These are what I had. I'm not a hundred percent sure, but I want to say five hundred. Wow. They have so, drafts. They have some drafts too. They have that, some drafts. They, they have a couple. You know. What's well, getting good? I mean, Brass Tap just opened uh, over in uh, Pine. So yeah, there's one in Pine. What's, that, good what's place? that place in Goldstream? I used to go eat that. And they, they have crazy. tap. No. No, 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 no. Um, Tap 42? Yard House. Yard House. They have a yard lot of Yard House is a shit ton. Yeah, Yard House. The food's all right. The food's, you know, I go there. Yeah, I remember. They Gulf Street is there's a lot of Yeah, there's a lot of beer there. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. They have them all divided up on the menu and stuff like that. Yeah, one thing about beer, you know, that they say, like, if you look at wine, you know, you can make a lot of different wines, but wine is grape. You know yeah. what I mean? And maybe yeast. One, one yeah. thing, really. and location. But yeah. beer, you know, you have water, yeast, hops, and... And um, the barley. And the, yeah, basically yeah. the barley. Thank you very much. You actually were listening to us, huh? <laughs> uh, so you can make thousands of different. Like there's hundreds of thousands of different ways that you can make that same beer, and technique can change it too. So it's not just it's not just the ingredients that they can make it. So you know we're seeing now that we we have a lot of different beer choices and all that stuff, and it's just gonna keep on going. So it's when, just, you, when you make a beer. When, is it guaranteed, like, if you think it's perfect, is it hard to replicate that? It depends. Let me, before you, you answer, have, before you yeah. answer, let me throw this out. If anybody's listening right now and wants to call in, we're going to wrap this up soon, but 713-955-0711. Uh, call us in. You can go ahead. Um, yeah, on a, on a homebrew level, generally speaking, yeah. yeah. Um, repeatability is kind of difficult. And that's what, you know... That's, that's what I mean, because when you get a good yeah. one, you must be like... That's what makes Budweiser one of the greatest breweries in the world, is repeatability. Tastes the same every time Yeah, it tastes every the same you everywhere the you go. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, he holds one up. Yeah, well, I, we, I mean, uh, we had a question... Once you have a recipe down, I mean, if, if you did it exactly the same way every time, would you, would you do it the same way? or You know what I mean? Would, would it be the same? It's really difficult to get it done well, the same Budweiser, way. I mean, so you mean Budweiser in a bottle, right? No, that's tough. Cause Every Budweiser. Because anyone could, in yeah. the bar could water things down, right? Oh, yeah, well. That's something, but I mean, of a bottle, you guarantee it's not going to Sometimes be. on a draft, it might be different if you yeah. go to, like, Ale House and their tap lines that's are I mean, dirty. Yeah. The tap lines are yeah, dirty, yeah, yeah. yeah. That, There's you, variables. But you yeah. know some people... But water. generally speaking, yeah, I mean, you can, yeah. Go, you can go to Alaska and then go to 
you know, Uganda and have yeah. a Budweiser and it tastes exactly yeah, yeah, the same. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. So, you know, doing that on a homebrew level is a little more difficult. All right, so I got another one more question for you guys. Um, we went to uh, a Funky Buddha, and uh, one thing I've never seen before was a, a pepper involved, the, uh, the, the habanero. Yeah. Have you guys ever dabbled in any? Uh, we're actually planning one now. Uh, we're going to make a Berliner, sour, sour spicy Berliner. So uh, we got a guy that's got some... Sour and spice? It sour be. and spice, yeah. We, we got yeah. a guy that... Uh, we met a farmer that's going to be hooking us up with a I know. I, I got a couple of farmer friends, too. Really cool <laughs> stuff. I, not in Florida yet, though, Chris. You're not allowed to bottle that. <laughs> soon, soon. If you want, we'll, t- we'll, t- we'll talk about some of those recipes after the show. <laughs> Actually, hops are in the same family of plants, so... Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it's all right. We've got a law now. We've got low THC coming out for, uh, for kids with, uh, with epilepsy, so yes. it's yeah. on its way. <clears throat> I can't see light right now. <laughs> um, yeah, but I, I'm excited. Not blind kids. Oh. <laughs> epilepsy. Oh. Listen, I'm not a, I'm not a scientist. Not blind kids. <laughs> oh, yeah, I can't see Glaucoma. That's not what we're talking about, Chris. I thought it was. Uh, <laughs> you don't no, even know. Nah, You're nah, just Chinese nah. now. What is it? <laughs> I, um, is dealing with it like uh, like I've seen them do like fruit. I've seen them do vegetable with cucumber. Is when you're throwing that stuff in, is that another monkey in the wrench when you're dealing? Uh, with yeah, pretty much. I mean, something uh, that's alive. We we've we've been we've been thinking about doing it. We've been talking to the pepper guy and. Uh, we're basically going to have to experiment. You know, we might make a beer that's way too spicy. We might make one that you don't get the flavor, you know, different things. So anytime you're experimenting with flavors, you're basically experimenting. You know, you got to see, see, brew it up and see what works. Would you go yeah. to anybody for guidance? Um, so that way you... you Obi-Wan? No, yeah. only because, listen, let's say, just for the sake of argument, instead of putting in one pepper, you're really supposed to put in two peppers. Well, if somebody said to you, listen, if you make sure you put in two peppers. If you put in one pepper, you'll never taste it. You know what I'm saying? Or if you put in four peppers, you know, it's going to be way too hot. Like, yeah, that's could a you good thing. Get close? That's a good thing about the uh, craft beer and home brewing community is that everybody's really helpful. So, you know, everybody, everybody can answer questions. You know, you can find out online. Right. You know, you can go to friends, people that are in, in the same homebrew clubs, even breweries. Because you shouldn't make your first batch and you have fire shooting out of your asshole. You know what I'm saying? You, well, you get enough maybe, guidance. Maybe. That, you know, maybe. Hey, you'll remember that. <laughs> you got bad forever. friends. You got bad friends if you're shooting fire out. They should have helped you out before you did that. We'll see. That's like a snake bite. Yeah, huh? We actually have a friend that uh, we they brewed one. It took him about a year or. Uh, almost a year and a half to actually be able to drink the beer because it was so spicy. But it was a great beer after a year and a half. You're using like I mean, ghost pepper? No, that, ghost. Was a, that was a Chipotle. So it was a smoked, smoked beer. And he's, he actually couldn't drink it because it was too smoky. So he let it sit for about a year and then it turned, it mellowed out and it became a really, really fantastic beer. He, I mean, he got stomach cancer, but besides that. <laughs> yeah, rest From in peace, one glass, Jason. one glass. What? <laughs> I feel, I feel. Oh, that was oh, down real quick. <laughs> One cancer joke blows up the whole house. What's up with that? No. <laughs> All right, fine. No more cancer Paul, jokes. Paul says no more cancer jokes. <laughs> what well, the time? If it was that smoky, you got it? It was just, oh, forget about it. <laughs> All right, so did you, did you tell us what – now I'm hammered because of you, asshole. <laughs> did you tell us what you're bringing? You already know what you're bringing? Or you're uh, not revealing it? How's that all? Yeah. Well, I already told you, yeah, yeah. We're bringing a couple of Berliners. Okay, so both Berliners. And did we try both of those today? Or? Uh, you tried one of them, well, version one. Okay. And then uh, 
The other one is the uh, mango tamarindo, so that'll be uh, that'll be interesting. I'm players. a huge mango fan, so I can't oh, wait to try that. I may need to get Lupe out to the brew. She um, loves tamarindo. Yeah, the, uh, the the guava passion fruit is la guapa, and the uh, the mango tamarindo is la bonita. So even if it tastes like shit, if he if he says it like that, it sounds good, right? <laughs> yeah, I mean, it sounds. Can like we can get him a commercial. Yeah, the mango tamarindo. Tamarindo? <laughs> <laughs> Listen, I, I, do I look Spanish? Yeah. I'm trying to, I got as close as I could. All right, well, we can uh, we can start wrapping it up. What, All right, boys. Anywhere. Uh, yeah, I know you guys are just starting it? out. I mean, we're kicking this off. What, uh, do you guys uh, have anything we're, in the works? We're still, we'll, we're still working on the uh, logo and all the uh, other stuff. Um, after this event, we'll probably be looking into doing you know a couple more locally and then doing uh the big one that we're preparing for is grove toberfest down in the grove october 18th so we're bringing about seven beers to that and one so we're like pre-season action yeah, yeah. that's good we, we, we we've, just we've got a logo guy too so we've got some really really phenomenal beers in the works right we yeah. got a logo guy so. we got a logo guy yeah yeah, yeah, yeah we, we talked about it yeah yeah and we got your marketing, and we can take care of your T-shirts yeah, your and everything. T-shirts and, and right branding there. stuff right there over go. here. There There's no reason guy. for you to leave the house, son. We've got the, <laughs> we've really got it covered all right. in house right here. You need all your right. promotional team, so radio I'll team. All, I'll stick all my fridges in here too. Okay, sure you won't mind. No, <laughs> as long as they're not locked. <laughs> yeah, if they're not locked, I'm good. All right, well, uh, well, we'll let you guys say it off. But for anybody that wants to check out what we've been talking about, Barley Works Brewing, Brewing. I can see I'm I'm like Chris said. Um, come out to the brew off August 16th against the, uh, the Silverbacks. Uh, brew off is going to start at four o'clock. It's going to run from four to seven. With uh, you know, come on out, check it out. Mikey, so, I think he likes it. Yeah, totally. I'm sitting here. I got my own bottle too, and I'm, I keep pouring. But uh, but yeah, come on out, check them out. They're one of the twelve that we have coming. And uh, stay tuned oh, for wait. the rest of the season. I gotta awesome. say one last thing before you leave. Yeah, bro. Starfruit. Yeah. I, do I taste that, yeah, too? No. In that there? No, no, no. It's just passion fruit. But is that what that... You know what I'm talking about? The, that no. stupid yeah. fruit that looks it's, like that, though? It's a different right? fruit. Different right, fruit. but it kind of tastes like that. Get this guy off. <laughs> I'm just kidding. That, I love that. Great. I, if you guys have anything you want to close out with, otherwise I'll, I'll play a little promo for us to wind up. Thank, thank you for having us. Thank you. Yeah, thank you. Thanks for coming strong. It's been fun. Yeah. Yeah. You guys came strong, man. We love your beers. Yeah, I love them I'm sours. I'm going to go home and start... Brewing. Oh, yeah. <laughs> brewing something, I'm sure. Yeah. Let us know. We'll help you out. Right in the tub. Right in the hotel. Yeah, uh, the place down. I just also wanted to say uh, for any of the Fort Lauderdale or area people, uh, there's another uh, homebrew club called FLAB. So Fort Lauderdale, yeah. Fort Lauderdale Area Brewer, Brewers. I yeah, Fort Lauderdale Area Brewers. Yeah. Sounds so, like my uh, waistline. Yeah. Those guys so it should be easy good. to remember. So, uh, uh, I think uh, Russ Burner is in that. Is in that. Is in Flab, right? He's one. He's the guy that won the long shot from uh, Sam Adams. So you'll see his oh, okay. face on. The I, yeah, models. I think uh, one of our guys, uh, Maltese Cross Brewing, Aaron Grala, He's in. Uh, he's a Fort Lauderdale firefighter yeah. and brews, and he'll be at the brew off. But I think he's in Flab too. He told me about that. Yeah. So. So. All right, cool guys. Well, thanks. We'll play a little uh, thing from uh, DJ Applehead, our buddy DJ, and uh, and then we'll be back. Hey Striker fans, this is Matt from White Tie Affairs, the official DJ company of the Red Light District. Are you having a party or know someone who is? Then give us a call at 954-649-2139. 
Check out our website, whitetiebears.com. Alright, yeah. And we're back. <laughs> nice. That that promo just ends real quick. It's a little shorter than the uh than the other promo. Than the average bear. Right? But um we're, uh we're back on the air, guys. <laughs> live show in progress. <laughs> Alright, so we're gonna get Kem and Donk on. We're gonna do a little uh Donksa. Donksa, Conka, whatever it is. Conka calf. We're gonna talk uh we're gonna do what we're gonna indulge ourselves in this World Cup action. Um, Ken was on the, uh, the the European vacation. We did a lot of talking, and we we went over all these uh, you know these uh, these teams, and we talked a lot. You know, we talked about a lot of the matches leading up into the World Cup, and I think uh, hasn't been too many surprises. I guess I guess our obviously Spain is a huge surprise. Unfortunately, we're seeing England uh, having a real problem here. We're gonna we're begging these soccer gods. To bail them out, but uh, it's going to be tough. But so far, what uh, what have you seen, uh, Ken? What's going on, Chris? Just talk. How I, you doing? I want to hear. First, it. first, let's 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 just have some fun. Keep it up. Only got a half hour with you. Uh, well, we got plenty of time. Okay. We got plenty of time. Go ahead, buddy. Sparky, how you doing? Good, man. Haven't seen you in a while. Like, I know. I know. Um, I'm used to seeing you uh, in the office, but sad not having you there, me. Oh, thank you. Thank you. That's too kind. Um, a couple weeks back, a few weeks back, last time I was here, actually, I wanted to ask you this because yep. Chris told us a little story about you two and Gunther, and I wanted and I wanted you to tell, I wanted you to tell the story to see if uh, how uh, how correct this was about. Uh, okay. This is, I got no problem. He's. <laughs> <laughs> this is about. It's very simple. We went out drinking. We had a good time. Gunther drove us to dinner. Yeah, we Period. went to dinner with Gunther, yeah. 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 All right. Yeah, that, no, he, he had to drive. It was a good story. Now, me and Chris went for dinner. You know, dinner and a few drinks. Obviously, we've been on a two-week break now with yeah. from the team. So, you know, boys went home. Uh, I stayed here the first week. So, I was, you know, I was, there was no one around. So, me and Chris went out for, for lunch, had a few beers. And then we came back to the hotel. He was picking his car. Uh, he dropped me off. And we bumped into Gunther. And we went and had lunch. With, uh, sorry, lunch, dinner with Gunther. The... Uh, the king's head down the street, and uh, yeah, it was it was a good night. How does uh? He seems like he's. I just I just want to hear like a Gunther story because uh, he seems like such a fun guy. Um, no, I mean, obviously, a, I great get, mind. Yeah, already, yeah, I get you know, like some coaches, you know, you you just have that, you know, work relationship with someone, and you know, he's your coach, and you, that's it. You come to work, turn up, and but he's really, uh, you know, he's a good guy, and I get along with him well. You know, I, I talk about things with him, and you know, he's been really supportive of me and. In some uh, some difficult times, and uh, you know, and, and I thank him a lot for that. And you know, he's easy to get along with. You know, that's how I think. Obviously, not everyone has the same opinion. It's, it's you know, people people click with different people. But yeah, he's a cool guy. He's honest, and uh, he's honest, and and he and he gets along with us. Uh, you know, pretty good. But he's obviously strict when he's got to be strict. You know, so it's it's not like you know you know that. You can't mess around, you know, when the time is right. And, and, and he, he, obviously, you're professional at the end of the day. You know, he, he expects a business from you. And he expects you to work hard and, and give your best. He definitely he definitely has that ability to, when we know it, we're being friends with them, 
And when when you know when he's a to coach, cut it off, yeah, of yeah. course, yeah. You know what I'm saying? He's yeah, yeah. he's he's so well grounded. The guy is so smart. No, I mean, like I joke around with him in the locker room, you know, after training when everything's done, but you know, for the two hours or whatever when we're playing, practicing, you know, I'm I'm not cracking jokes. I'm not, you know, we're not having conversations or anything else. But you know, it's full focus for the two hours, you know, training and, and that's you know, like but I said. Out, but outside that, I mean, when we've hung out with him a couple of times now, you know, he's just cool. He, you know what I'm saying? When he he knows when to shut it off. Yeah, of course he knows. Yeah, it's, you know, that's why he's, he's been successful and, and he's had the jobs he's had at the at, at really big clubs. You know, you don't coach a team at the quarterfinal of the of the Europa League and and you're and you're, and you're a mug. He's you know he's 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 been at the highest level. He's dealt with the highest, some of the best coaches in the world. You know, he's had the fires, the current German coach. You know, one of the top Europe, top, one of the top national team managers in the world. You know, Gunter had to fire him, and he's you know he's made big decisions like that. So you know, coming to the strikers is obviously you know it's. It's you know the decisions and stuff that gets made here, and, and the size of the decisions is is easy for him. Just, right. just good by, to know. It's good to know we have room to grow. Just by your yeah, knowledge. Just by your knowledge. Does anybody match Gunther's resume in the NASL? No, I guess not. Not that I know anyone, but I guess one older maybe. He hasn't been a manager. Yeah, he was when, a player. I don't know if I would call it that. Yeah. Yeah, but I mean, yeah, he was a player. So you know, I guess Gunther's got the most experience. He's been at the biggest clubs. Yeah. Uh, He's, you know, he's dealt with, he's, I guess he was, you know, I think he had other jobs too, not just in soccer, he was executives or whatever, big companies, and, and so, yeah, I guess he's got the best resume. Yeah, I mean, it would be great, it would be awesome for the for the club to sort of take the take the path where you could see him becoming a, a technical director yeah, yeah, type, type yeah, position I where... His, I think that would be his, you know, his best job, and, and, you know, I think that's what he would want to be, but obviously the, the, the size of the club and, you know, and, that's not probably possible here. So the best thing to have him as is the coach making the decisions there. And, and uh, yeah, well, it would be great for for him and and uh, you know to have uh, to have an academy type type situation going on down here. That would be. I, I mean, it's something that I I think the U.S. has been lacking for the longest time in general is to have that kind of system in place. But we can talk World Cup. I'd, sure. I'm, I'm, I'd be happy. To. Yeah, World Cup, uh, um, strikers, whatever. Something I wanted. <laughs> something I wanted to ask. I would like to know what's happening with our stadium. You seem to know more than me. <laughs> but. Listen, we went to meetings. Yeah, they said that it, it looks like it's a go. I mean, we're, they're waiting for a final vote. I guess was what the seventh, the beginning of July. Yeah, beginning of July first. Right, 1st. right. Yeah. July first would be the uh, the final day but when it's we. It's gonna happen, right? That well, seems to be what they're saying. The, the Schlitterbaum guy said they there are plans to revent, re, revamp, revamp Lockhart Stadium, renovate and, that, renovate, and they want the strikers there. That's the two things I took away from that meeting. When he said those two things, I couldn't give a shit if he said anything else besides that. Okay. So, that, you know. Right. And, and the other thing that we heard was that the, a long-term deal where they would have like a 10-year yeah. lease, basically, to where then you could sell uh, commercial rights, you could sell sponsorship yeah. and on a, on a long-term basis where then you can have um, – Dollars and you can have the money to to put into the club and to put into into players and put stadium. into 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 the stadium and things like that. So, which is really no, cool. It's good, yeah. It's good for us as a as as a team that you know someone's shown interest in in making a, a change. I mean, we that's what that's that's our that's our wish. You know, is to have the city of Fort Lauderdale have a pro club that they can be that they can get behind and they can be yeah. proud of because the city doesn't have, um, you know, doesn't have a, a, a club from another sport. You know what I mean? A, a pro team from another sport. Uh, in the city, so 
I, I really want everybody to get behind. And I, I think after July 1st, now this is just me speaking. I have not spoke to anybody, not, whatever. I believe after July 1st, when that deal is done and it's ready to be done, you're going to see a, the sale of the team. I think the team will be sold after that. I think the, the person that's, or people, whoever's buying the team, I believe that, uh, you know, you're getting a real gift here. I mean, a, a, lot of, a lot of people can't afford an NASL team that really has their own stadium that they own themselves. I think you're going to be in a spot where you'll, you can own a team, you can pay lease to a, a, a person that's put a beautiful, uh, you know, stadium together, tie it into a great water park. I think it just becomes so appetizing. Well, I think, I don't know if the team is going to sell, but... I think it becomes a real possibility for the first time in the team's history where you have the, the opportunity for it to be lucrative and, and for it to make sense money-wise for somebody to come in and, and, bur- and purchase the team. So just, just that, that, uh, that situation being in place is what, what would make that possible. Right. And it, it would be very appetizing. Imagine not having to fork out all that money for a stadium you know, and, and, be able to, and be able to lease it or rent it out. And then you can get in there a hell of a lot cheaper. I mean, it's not 100% perfect, but it's, it's a situation where uh, it, it's definitely an, a gigantic improvement. For sure. Yeah, I'll, let you, I'll let you throw it to who just sat down. All right, Zach, you, what, you're all fired up. Okay, you, 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 I think bu- you're wrong there. Okay. I think if Schlitterbahn builds the stadium, the, whoever the owners of the strikers are, they're going to have to pay a lot of money. What? To, see, you just ruined the whole thing by telling me that. Um, <laughs> they're going to have to pay a lot of money because, A, the, the stadium's going to be Schlitterbahn Stadium. Right. That's it, unless you pay millions of dollars. Right. They're going to run it. They're going to do everything. They're going to rent it to you. You're going to have to pay them to play there. Right. So if this deal, my, my hope is that whoever buys the strikers does it before they start construction on the stadium to a point where they can still have a hand in the way it's designed how many seats it holds, and work out a deal where I talked to the the mayor of Fort Lauderdale about this. It it has to be, it's some situation where we have game day control, operations, shit like that, where we make, where we make money on concessions, on everything, parking, everything. With the team, the team has to make money from the stadium to benefit. But those are all deals that you can make without owning it, and not having the and not having to sweat it, it. It's a lot better to own it, to have your foot, at least partially, to have your foot well, in that door. Can, well, remember, remember, Chris, that um, Schlitterbahn is the, is the company that's paying the bulk of the money for the, they're paying the money for the land, right? And not, not, after they pay that giant, they write that giant check for the land, which is, in, is reported in excess of $100 million. So if they're paying all this money, they still, on top of that, they still have to pay Rent. They still have to pay rent to the FAA to the tune of something close to a million dollars. It was. It was like eight hundred thousand. Eight hundred and eighty thousand a year. Eight hundred eighty thousand dollars a year to to the FAA, and and then there's taxes to the city. So they want to try to displace that, right? So what's the what's their best way of doing that? Is charging a lease to the team that's occupying the stadium. That's so why they want the team there so bad. That's, That's why they want events and concerts and all that other stuff to make money that they're paying for because rent. Because they have to make a million dollars before they break even. But, on but don't you think 
you expect some NASL owner to come in and build a, a stadium by themselves? I mean, I don't know. You know it's going to ha- well. happen in Tampa. It happened in San Antonio. Might happen in Minnesota. Might, might happen in New York. But it's still limited. I think yeah, it's lo- limited. I, I think if you're looking to buy a sports franchise, and, that, and the NASL is the place you find most affordable for you, and you're interested, I mean, listen... You, you don't have NBA money. You're not going to buy, the, you know. It depends uh, on who the owner is. Okay, exactly. So if it is somebody who's looking to get into the business who, who can afford, if you will, that kind of a price tag, maybe getting it cheaper and paying rent, kind of credit card-ish, if you will, is, is better for them. Well, look, if, if all that Schlitterbahn asks of the team that's occupying, if let's say it's the, the, the strikers, right, if all they're asking for – is a flat, you know, is a flat amount of money. It that's that's a good thing, right? That's a good thing because you just that's your goal. That's your goal for what you need to hit, you know, to break even. Because then you can you can take over the the licensing of commercial rights and and sponsorship and things like that. Um, what I was going to say is that it it's it it behooves them. It it makes it it puts the onus on Schlitterbahn to make sure that the stadium is first class. Right, because they don't want to be associated because it's on their property. It's right next to their theme park. They don't want it to be next to their water park. They don't want it to be a piece of crap stadium next to a nice a nice water park. You know, so they're going to keep it. They're going to keep it nice. So I, I don't know. I think it. I think it's a good thing that they that they operate the stadium. It's not the ideal, but it's a, it's like a second it's, number two. I agree. Option. It's not ideal, but I think it's also going to be the most affordable for somebody buying an an NASL team. Well, if the rumors are true and they're investing $20 million in buying the team, they got plenty of money. <laughs> there ain't nobody alive paying $20 million for the team. Where's that, where's that number come from, then? I don't then? care where you got yeah, it from. Ain't no one paying $20 million. No, you're you're so mad. No. They just paid $2 billion what? for the Clippers. <laughs> it's, listen, yeah, right? $6 million is a really reasonable number for that team, in Why? my opinion. Huh? So, no, I don't know what, why six million. I don't know. It's a number yeah. I came up with. You don't like it? Tough shit. <laughs> you just made it up. Well, I'm on this radio show. Just see whatever it, I want. At least a credible reporter said twenty million to me. But I don't care who said twenty. Twenty million if they have a guarantee, a ten-year deal with that team, with that place, and they work out some miraculous stadium deal. Then yeah, I would say yeah. Maybe this, it was remember, working. remember, it's a total investment of twenty million dollars. It's not what they paid for the franchise. That twenty million dollars could be ten for the team and right. ten to put into the stadium. Right, and, and be there maybe also building their share of what exactly. They re- That's what, what I was getting at earlier. Right, because if you go into this deal and the stadium's not yours, that's a big deal. That's a very big deal. Having the stadiums part even even partially yours is. Huge for a sports team. It's huge to be able to get that revenue from from extracurricular events like concerts and stuff. That that's the reason the Atlanta Silverbacks exist because the guy makes money on everything else. He makes no money on the Silverbacks and makes all his money on the stadium. It's huge. Look, it's your it's it's your ability to survive is having the the, the stadium. And we've right. said and we've said and we've talked about this for for years now that. Um, the MLS only has so many spots, and they're taken up. You know? And now that the USL has done this deal with MLS, you're a minor league team where you're, you're beholden to whatever MLS club is your parent club. You know? So now 
and the only other option is NASL. If you want to get into soccer ownership, which is very popular and is becoming more and more popular, the only place that you have to go to get a team is the NASL because your only other option is PDL or you know or NPSL, and those are not professional clubs. Those are semi-pro and amateur level clubs. So the only other place you can go to get a professional club is the NASL. Which, to their credit, they've put themselves in a pretty damn good position right now. They're playing the long game. If they're playing the long game, yeah. you know, it, it could end up working out. The, the thing is... They, we they all thought they to, were crazy, but now it seems to be playing in their favor. They, yeah, you know, the long, the long game. Yeah. All right, so let's uh, last 15 minutes, let's squeeze in some World Cup here. Let's, uh... I have a question for, for Sparky about the World Cup. Um, yeah. Why do you think there haven't been any direct kick goals? This 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 World Cup on free kicks yeah on free kicks because you're I mean you're you're an expert I don't know that's tough so just look I guess just just is just yeah. you don't think it's anything anything no. to do with the with the ball or the or the turf or the no. conditions no, or I don't think so I it's think just, it's just been, yeah it's just it'll happen eventually there's been a lot of set piece goals yeah but the, yeah free kicks will happen for sure yeah just look nothing else yeah well good point. <laughs> All right, so uh, any um, big games you want to talk about? Something that really stuck out? Well, I mean, obviously, I I can give my account. I can give my accounting of uh, of being there for U.S. Ghana. Um, I was at I was at Mickey Burns too, and that was unbelievable, uh, it, it, incredible. Uh, I haven't been a part of like anything like that in a long, long time, and uh, that was really, really cool. I was so happy to see everybody everybody out there and. It's going to be uh, even, like you said, it's going to be even crazier. I, I don't even know if I, you'd be a brave person to go, <laughs> go out. You've got to be a brave person. Just um, I would say when you get there on Sunday, if you're, going to, if you're going to Mickey Burns, make friends early and yeah. often. Like, like get real chummy with the people around you because you are going to be, you're going to be sharing very tight quarters with yeah. everybody around you. So even outside, it doesn't outside, matter if you're doesn't outside. Matter, doesn't matter where you are. As soon as you roll up, start making friends. Start saying hi. Put a smile on your face. They might throw up on you. Bring, yeah. bring, like, bring, bring stickers. Bring, you know, do bring olive branches, something, you know, to 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 ingratiate yourself to make to make friends uh, early and often because it's it's gonna be it's gonna be bonkers for sure. So I mean, as far as as far as the, as that goes, I, I mean, I don't buy in all the rumors that they're talking about Ronaldo and and, and this and that. Um, I I do think that them not having Pepe and not having Contra now um, is was going to be a big problem facing uh, a player like Contra for the United States just because of the position he plays um, it, and and the type of player that he is it would present a sort of a unique problem for the the U.S. defense. But um, you know, I definitely give them a chance to uh, to get a result. Um, against Portugal, I mean they've done it in the past. Even though it's, it's a it's a different team, um, I don't know how. Obviously, I think they're going to be a different uh, attacking team without Josie, um, just because they don't have anybody that's one for one like Josie on the roster. There just isn't that. There just isn't that player. Um, Johansson's really good. Is a, is a really good player, but he's uh, you know he's a sort of a, a, a float in float in make diagonal runs a lot like like Clint Dempsey does. Um, so there's there's a chance for them to cr- connect on something super creative um, and catch and catch Portugal. Um, they got, if, they, they if got they Wando. Go, Wando's kind of opportunistic though. He's like just tuck it in the net, you know, if he gets the ball in the right no, spot, I mean, the I right think, time. I think you put a lot of uh, 
emphasis on Josie Altador for, you know, very little, very little reason. He hasn't done a lot all year. You've got other players in, in the team who have done a lot more in a, in a, in way better form. So, for me, it's not the end of the world that you miss him. You know, you get someone else coming in that's had a way better season. You know, what, Josie Altador hasn't really done it in the, cup, the World Cup before. You know, so there's nothing like you think, oh. Well, you know, if it was if it was Dempsey, then fair enough. You know, he's performed in World Cups. You know, he's done it in the Premier League. So you have that Johansson, I guess, who's had a good season, and you have Wondolowski, who's proven goal scoring. So yeah, I think that the 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 thing of Altidore's not going to play isn't really that big. Oh no, I don't think it's a I don't think it's a, a disaster. You know, for the for the attacking for the attacking uh, of the U.S. But um, it's just it's just it's just a strategy that they may not have practiced. As yeah. as often, um, and he, he you know, for to Klinsman's credit, even though he's done a lot of shuffling with the lineup, some a player that he's always kept in there is Josie. He's always wanted to sort of boost his confidence and try to keep him keep him in there as a as a forward. It seems like he sort of treated him as like the the guy that I always want to play to keep him on a roll, or at least if if he's struggling or if he's not scoring, to give him as many opportunities to score as he can. So yeah, that yeah. that's all I mean. Yeah, I don't know. Who did you have in your finals, Ken, in your bracket? Uh, I have Brazil and Argentina. Okay, so you're still alive? Yeah, yeah I'm still alive. <laughs> That's good. <laughs> I'm, still, I'm still alive. Because if he had Spain, you wouldn't be alive right now. Yeah, I wouldn't have had, yeah, I wouldn't have had Spain. Just oh, because, sorry. Well, no, I actually had them finishing, uh, I had them finishing second in their group and losing to Brazil oh. in the first, in the round of 16, but... Of course. You know. <laughs> um I think, uh, yeah, it's going to be, it's tough. The one team I didn't want Brazil to play in the, in the round of 16 was Chile, and I kind of hope that they, that they win their game uh, against, against the Netherlands and finish first in the group. Um, because I, I think sort of Chile is sort of becoming that team that nobody wants to play uh, right now, and uh, that's definitely true for me. I, I I don't think Brazil wants to play them at all. Well, if England gets knocked out, Netherlands is stepping up because I'm gonna I'm gonna have to find people to root for, and I'm I'm definitely rooting for RVP. So you're gonna hate me, Ken, but I have Chile beating Brazil two one. No, it's it, it, it look it's a distinct it's a possibility. It is definitely a possibility, especially with how Brazil is playing right now. Um, they I cannot even tell you how important this game against Cameroon is for for their confidence. Um, hopefully they can, you know. Hopefully they can put a. Uh, I have Brazil three-one over Cameroon. So. Yeah, I, I don't. I mean, I don't see Cameroon scoring Who, anymore. The rest anybody shock you so Well, far? that's the only goal I have them scoring the entire tournament. <laughs> <laughs> anybody shock you so far? Um, shock so far? Uh, I I can't say I've been I've been shocked. I mean, I like I like the the Concacaf teams. Obviously, being a U.S. fan, um, I wasn't really shocked that um, that Costa Rica. Did what they did to to Uruguay. I, I mean, they've been they've been sort of on a lull, and without Suarez, obviously they're a very different team uh, with Suarez. So it's it wasn't it wasn't that big of a shock to me. A lot of people would probably put that as their their biggest shock of the of the tournament, outside of obviously Netherlands five one against Spain. That was just I mean a capitulation. That was the, Spain just sort of seemed like they just gave up, and um, I don't think it's I think it's just a matter of. Uh, 
you know, who knows? They're going to be they're going to be talking about what what happened to Spain for for decades in this World Cup. Yeah. You know, who knows what happened to them? I thought who you guys beat first was Croatia. I thought they looked really good. I mean, even though you guys beat them, I, you, you got a couple you got a couple of other goals there that you know kind of made the scoreline look a little different. But they played really well against Cameroon. I thought they, I think they look really good, really good. Yeah, I mean, Croatia has a lot of really strong strong players um on their squad i mean they they put that hurting on uh on cameron and they weren't even playing uh you know yelovich he he was on the bench so it's it, they have a deep squad and they have a lot of quality players it, it, i i think brazil always has trouble with those big eastern european eastern european clubs um more so than the than the, the traditional western european uh you know spanish uh type teams how about you spark you you are shocked by anybody Thought they looked better oh, than they should. Uh, I think uh, Holland looked better than than I thought they were going to be. The Netherlands. Yeah, I thought, uh, and obviously they're a good team, but they've been a little bit of a you know they've never really performed apart from the last World Cup when they got to the final. The ones before that, I haven't really uh, done much. So yeah, obviously beating you know they beat they beat Spain five one and. You know Belgium were, went didn't play that well the other day. They you know people talk about their squad. Those two robins are beast. Yeah. They are absolutely beast. Yeah. Does anybody else feel bad for Australia? I feel like that that group no, that group is well. the group is hard for them, but not for the reasons they probably prepared for. You know, they probably prepared for Spain being a monster and Spain's flopping huge. Right. And now they got to worry about Chile and and the Netherlands. I mean, they played and they played good too. That's the worst part. They played good those two games, and they still. They got no, nothing out of it. I mean, everyone always, everyone talked about the U.S. group being the group of death, but for me, it was always that that group B. That's a tough that, group. That was that was to me the the toughest group. Yeah. Um, I think that you know Australia tends to play well in these in these tournaments. Yeah. Um, they they have a club that plays together a lot. You know, they're 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 national team players. Uh, so I think any club that 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 plays together as often as or or plays in in the same league and you know that the players are very familiar with one another. It's not like the Brazilian, the Brazilian team where not one player. Yeah, everybody's you know, everywhere. There's only one player who plays in Brazil, and he shouldn't be on the team, in my opinion. Um, Fred, I don't like him at all. But uh, and then there's uh, and there's the just you see the teams that just they're all over the country. They're all over different countries. Um, yeah. Although it didn't. Uh, England's doing well too. Oh, Sparky. <laughs> England's I, having a good tournament. I was trying to. Push it off as as much as we can. I was just hoping, hoping we just no, get we to the. What's your opinion? Terrible. No, I, like I, I wrote before that, you know, the the media in England and the league being so good, being so big and powerful that, you know, there's a there's a there's a uh, what's the word I'm looking for? The media hype. You expectation. Know, yeah, it gives an expectation that shouldn't be there. The players, you know, some of the players aren't good enough. Like you have the back four, we have Baines, you know, Baines. Apart from Cahill, you have Jagielka who plays for Everton, right. Johnson at Liverpool. You know they, they've never played in big matches. You know Everton's never been in the Champions League. Being never played in the Champions League, Jagielka, Johnson. You know it's only Cahill that was part of being at Chelsea for a couple of years and played in. And, and you get to these tournaments and it's and you're playing on the biggest stage. And you know some people it affects some people and maybe the players just aren't as good as we think. I'm not saying they're terrible. Obviously they're not terrible. They play they play good football, but yeah the. Uh, Right, you for have me, for me. I just think you know we're overhyped and the players aren't as good as they are. When we come up against these teams that that are decent, that you know that 
where people think that we should be beating them, you know, we're not as good as them, and or, or you know, we lack in some areas, and we obviously we have got a few world class players. I'm not saying we don't. We have Gerard and we have Rooney, but and we have some good young players, but you know, we're just not as good as the other teams. Some of those, some of those, uh, the the guys up front in England are sort of, they seem to be sort of complementary players to some bigger names on their club teams. And now when they come on to England, they're expected to be the, the guy or the, the main creative factor. I mean, I think when you look at Liverpool, you look at Sturridge playing with, you know, Suarez, you look at, and, and, and Sterling, on, you know, as sort of ancillary guys, that Welbeck on, yeah. on Arsenal is sort of uh, to the side and, and sort of can, can jump on opportunities by the team focusing on other players yeah. or, or the defense that he's playing against focusing on other players where they all of a sudden become the focus yeah, of, of I, defense. I think we were, you know, like it wasn't, we weren't like Spain that we, we didn't play horrible. I think we played well today against Uruguay. We had a lot of chances. We didn't put it away. And that's how it is, you know. Obviously, people are going to be disappointed we didn't qualify, but we have a tough group. We play Italy, you know, who's a, a, an international, you know, powerhouse. Uruguay, that's got, you know, some world-class players. They're probably the best striker in the world at the minute. And and we, we were unlucky, you know. I thought we were the better team against Uruguay. I didn't see the whole Italy game. I was at a wedding. Uh, but I think that, yeah, we were just unlucky too. Well, I don't think we played bad. You know, people are going to be complaining, but if you look at the performances, we, you know, we've, we've played a lot worse and, and gone through groups in the past and, and got to the quarterfinals and, you know, being terrible every game somehow, you know, got through. So, you know, you look at the positives, we've got some young players coming up and, you know, we give them a chance now. This is their first tournament. You know, going into the Euros, you know, I think some people will, 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 will take a step back and, you know, retire Gerard. And I think I think that'll be his last tournament. I think a good performance against Costa Rica goes a long way. Yeah, also, so I mean, yeah, sort of, you know, go on a high and, and let um, the, let all the young let all the young ones play. You know, the old ones, you know, can take a step back. <coughs> if, if we, if, especially if we don't need the result, we don't need. Even if we do need the result, you know, let the young guys go out with no fear and just put some try and hopefully you know get some goals and see where we end up. But hopefully we go into the last game, you know, with a with a chance. And if we have to score three or four, you know, it'll be an exciting game to watch and get a couple of early goals. And you never know what happens, but yeah. You think you get more pressure uh, because your league is like they say, arguably the greatest league in the world. Do you think it because it's in England that you get held to a higher standard? Of course. Than, you think that? Yeah, we're high. You know, Croatia isn't getting held to any standard. They're not expected to do anything. No, no one, no one watches the Croatian league. None of their players are in the spotlight. Only the, the only reason they're in the spotlight is because they play in England. Okay, but right. yet everybody we see from all these different countries all have people on their Premier League team. You know what I'm saying? So, like, why would England? Why should England get held to that big thing when all your players come here to make the money? Then you go back home. Well, I don't understand what you mean. No, no one does. Really? <laughs> Was it that bad? <laughs> I don't get what you mean. Listen, really? So listen, no, I, a, lo- a lot of the players come from all over the world to come play in your yeah, home yeah. Well, Chris, yeah. to take your money, yeah. right? Because that's where they're getting paid the most yeah, money, yeah, yeah, right? right? Yeah. And then they go back home and play in the World Cup, but yet they expect England to be so great. Well, you, everybody came here to play and that made that league what it is yeah. and then went home to play. No, but we have, you know, there's still English, there's not enough English players playing in the teams, you know, it's made up of too many foreign people. And the kids don't get it. And with it being so much money, you know, managers aren't willing to throw, aren't willing to risk young players and not willing to give them the chance because, right. you know, I'm not going to give them a chance. And if you might lose this game, you lose your job or the club gets relegated and costs us hundreds of millions. It's, that's not the way it is. In America, you don't have relegation, so there's no risk. We can finish bottom of the league. 
in we're back next year. Yeah, exactly the same in exactly the same position as the person that won the league. Yeah. No difference. These results these results are England, why Yeah, there's no results really yeah. don't matter here. Results don't matter in the US and England, they matter. So a manager isn't gonna risk putting in a seventeen year old maybe he's good, but he's gonna put someone who's proven in international, you know, that's got some uh got some decent resume. And you know, that's the way it is and that's why the the national team struggles because we haven't got any players coming through and getting an opportunity. Last last time we talked, I'm going to take the last 30 seconds with you, Mark. Just tell me about you. You told me before that you you are oh, you're not a huge international fan. Now, how is this World Cup working out? You know what I'm saying? Like, do you feel any different? No, I thought I, I did. I thought it was going to be disappointing the World Cup. I didn't think the games were going to be that good, but every game's been you know enjoyable to watch. And England obviously didn't go well, but you know obviously sad. My, my country didn't do well, and if we go out, we go out and. You know, you just got to get on with it. And, and, but know, international ball look, look good so far? This yeah, it looks really good, yeah. You know, it's good football being played. I don't think any team's playing absolutely amazing. There hasn't been one team yet that's hit the road. Everyone's going to well, Brazil, you know. They've, they've won a game and tied, but they haven't played you know, as well as they were expected to do. Like, if you knew nothing about it, you look at the results so far, you, it'd be hard to pick a winner. Exactly, yeah. That's, why, that's mean, the best way, especially when you're neutral now, like I am. I am not, haven't got anyone to support, you know. I'm just, USA. I'm just, I'm just trying to watch some good footy and, 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 you know, watch some decent games and, and see what's and see what's going on. All right, well, we want to thank our co-host uh, filling in for uh, Paulie thank you, boys. boys. Thank you. Mark Anderson. Thank you. I want to thank Cam for joining his, us. I Mark. believe that we will win. Yeah, he's lost his job. <laughs> Paulie's lost his job now. He's out. He's out. <laughs> he's out. <laughs> Derek Reese, everybody that came tonight for the Cudio, thanks everybody for tuning in. Make sure you're here next Thursday. Make sure you're at Mickey Burns on Sunday, 6 o'clock, to support your yes, USA. Sir. Aye, aye, mate. <laughs> Good job, Marky. There we go.